wrestling fans and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. For the next 2 hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and much much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. Allow me to be the first to welcome you all in to episode 388 of the WTP. I am the Night Owl, and I will be leading this crusade as we make our way to the Christmas of most pro wrestling fans' WrestleMania weekend. And are we going to be talking extensively about WrestleMania? Well, you can bet your ass we're a pro wrestling podcast after all. And though I do feel, as I told the men in the back, if need be, I can paddle this wagon on my own, but I'd rather not do that. You know why? Because just like everything in life, when you bring a couple of friends along, when you do things in community, they are just that much better. And for that reason, tonight, you're not going to get a typical host here. No Sonny Money, though he may show up a little bit later. No Jeremy Carp though he may show up a little bit later. No Rodell, though he may show up. No Maestro, uh, no, no, no Skywalker, no Jones. They may all show up. No, today, a man that has never saddled up this pony alongside me before, a man who's a longtime member of the WrestleTalk family and a supporter. And when I say that is, the dude has bought our merchandise. Y'all already know what it is. Big news on the merch coming up here soon. He's come out to our events. And for the first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, Dick Douglas, get out of here. What are you talking about? No, hey, I will say this, though. Our our co-host here tonight did once get to share a commentary table with the aforementioned Dick Douglas. I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, and he does actually got a little intro music that he's going to be hitting on his way in. The one, the only... The man who's representing good old Kansas City from Talking Dynasty, a part of the I-70 Sports Media Empire. The one and the only, my friends, Adam Effin Frax. For all the killers and the $100 billers. Uh. My brother, you kind of hit me Yo. with better intro music. Uh, uh, I know you love it, baby. Let's go. Uh, uh. You know, I, I can't help it. You're going to be mad at me for this. B-Rabbit, B-Rabbit, B-Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> the B-Rabbit 
of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Adam Fresh. What up, baby? What's My going brother. on with you, man? My brother, I appreciate y'all having me. This is a, uh, uh, when you sent out this message asking me, I couldn't say yes any quicker than I could type it. You know why? Because ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you for being here, man. A welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. You've been on as a guest. You've been an extraordinary guest and an extraordinary supporter of the WTP. But being a host is a whole nother animal, Chico. What made you feel like you were up to it, bro? Because this is two hours running and gunning right before the biggest show of the year, man. You got to have some pretty big werewolves to step up and, and take on a challenge like this. I, I'm for you. I believe in you, but it's a big one. How do you feel? Man, so, man, there's a couple things. A, I like to talk. B, I'm always down for a good challenge. So between <laughs> the two of those things, it seemed like a perfect fit. Yeah, baby, I dig it. No lack of confidence from our boy Adam Frex. Affectionately, we'll call him Frex from time to time. Who knows? All I know is that here tonight, man, we got a lot of pro wrestling to cover. We're going to hit our sponsors here in just a matter of moments. Uh, but I did want to say thank you to everybody that participated in the Wrestle Talk podcast claim sale over at Kincaid. Uh, we sold some merchandise. Thank you guys for supporting us. Um, it, it's a really good experience because not only do we get to show you guys a little bit of Kincaid, which is where we're going to be hosting our watch party, but you guys also get some incredibly uh, 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 exclusive pro wrestling merchandise at a discounted price. I think we sold like a Ronda Rousey blanket for like 50% off. I mean, and, and it's something that came out just during her original WrestleMania run. So that maybe at some point will be a collector's item. So again, thank you everybody who helped out and supported the wrestle talk podcast claim sale at Kincaid. That was claim sale number two. So Adam, before we go any further, man, I got to know it's a, it's kind of a tradition around here. Now you don't have to oblige. You can kind of do your own thing. But I'm having myself a cold beverage, and I'm wondering, man, what the hell is in your glass tonight, and are you drinking it out of a Wrestle Talk podcast mug because all the people want to know? Uh, uh, brother, I'm drinking water tonight. I'm on my best behavior. That's fine. Well, I'll, beha I'll misbehave for the both of us. The real problem is it's not what you're drinking. It's what you're drinking it out of. Hey, we're, I'm not out at the home studio tonight. So what? You know, we're, we're at a different location tonight. What? So. <laughs> it's all good yeah it's in the dishwasher man it happens to me uh from time to time time to time but uh anyway quick shouts out here to some of our uh loyal listeners and followers members of the wrestle talk fam shout out to a luchador asad uh shout out to our boy off of youtube uh all, all bro a shout out to drew chandler checking out from topeka okay uh okay look it hey, looks like at least there's somebody that's happy to see you here bro well that makes two of us Hey, we, we see. I see it's not Dick Douglas, and I, I'm okay with that that comment he has there uh, after uh, being a side by side commentator to him. So I wouldn't obnoxious. necessarily say me and him see eye to eye on on multiple things. Yeah, he he would say that he sees far above you on his little house up on the city on the hill. Jeez, Louise, don't even get me started, Dick Douglas. I'm in a good mood today. It is WrestleMania season, bro. Nothing is gonna bring down my energy tonight. Not even. Dick Douglas, not a chance in hell. Shout out to my kids real quick. This is a family show, you know, for like the first five minutes. So shout out to my daughter, uh, um, a unicorn, and my son, Fury, uh, who will likely be checking out the show throughout the night. Um, indeed, Rodell, no one does like, well, some of the ladies may disagree with you. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and shout out all the way from Minnesota representing. I seen you at uh, MIW, bro. I'll be watching you. Shout out to our boy from Michael's Corner, the one and only 
Michael, Earl, Pam, for tuning in to episode 388. Frex, we got a lot of business to hit. First things first, though, brother. I got to have you do me a favor because we got to give credit and props to the sponsors. Let's go ahead and get that ticker going, guys, and let Adam Frex take it away with the sponsors. All right, let's give out to the sponsors. Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royals Mills Transportation, Painter's Dreams Productions, Rathburn Engraving, Mi Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Nobleman's Barbershop Lounge KCMO, Ask for Pete the Barber specifically, and you cannot forget the FWWC. Dang freaking right. And you know what, bro? For that being your first time doing the sponsors, I got to admit, you've done a lot of a better job than some of these other ass clowns. I shall mention no names. <clears throat> Chris Rodell. Let's give Adam Frex a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent work, my friend. Excellent work. All right, now. On top of hitting the sponsors, bro, we also have a little tradition here on the Wrestle Talk podcast where we like to pay homage to our country. Now, I'm not originally from here. I'm an adopted son of the good old U.S. of A. But for that reason, the fact that I have the privilege of sitting here with you in the greatest country on the planet, that's why we developed this tradition, Adam Freck. So if you wouldn't mind joining me, as well as all the other members of the Wrestle Talk family, by respectfully removing your caps, placing your hands over your hearts, as we pay homage, in the most respectful way, to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that is America, damn it! And here's where you say brings an ear a tear to my eye every single time. That's that's something Nightmare Jones started way back. I mean, how can you not get a little emotional here? <laughs> yeah, I hear that uh, when that happened, it was actually at a Cleveland Browns game, and that was by far the best performance of the day. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, especially <laughs> in that time in the night. Somebody's 90s. in the background listening. I know he's going to get a kick out of that comment. <laughs> I will bring them on. By the way, guys, I just got word that just a little bit later in this evening, we are going to be joined by the maestro, Jeremy Carp. He's going to come on, do a little bit of high spots with us, man. It's going to be an absolute blast. I can't wait to have him on as well. But you know what, Adam? We got a lot of pro wrestling to cover. We've shouted out our sponsors. We've done our job, so to speak. So let's go ahead and get into it, baby, because we got a lot to cover. As again, it is WrestleMania season. Allow me, before we go into it, to thank our guy, DJ Money, for producing this song for us, man. It's a great intro theme for the High Spot segment. And by the way, anybody and everybody is welcome to join us during this segment. In the second hour, we will have the Mad Conservative joining us. That's right. Steven Lucas will be here. We'll talk all about PCWI and everything else that he's got going on, including his stuff over at Pitfall. So make sure you guys stay locked in for that. 
But Adam Fresh, you know what it is, baby. Let's go ahead and do the damn thing and to get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot Segment. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 388's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment. Adam Frex, we got a lot on the table, and I want to make sure we get through all our topics. So just real quick, let's get through a couple of more comments so we can get caught up. Shout out to Madman Joe. Thank you for being here, brother. Hopefully everything is good. My kids pimping the Universe Mania 8. We're going to be talking about that here a little bit later, the huge event that we've got coming up this uh, upcoming Saturday uh, for the WrestleMania Watch Party. Tear to your eye, thank you. Yeah, I know Roseanne does that to all of us. Okay, then we've got, uh, keep my name out of your mother effing mouth. Sorry, Rodell, you sucked at the sponsors. What can I say? <laughs> Rosie, God bless you. Shout out to Sonny Money, our brother, who actually introduced us, right, Adam? Yes, that's inter- exactly. Quick story, how, how did we meet? Let's talk about that all briefly right. while we go through the rest of the You actually, uh, you came on my podcast when I was doing nothing but audio, when Talking Dynasty was nothing but audio. That was the first time we met. We had, that's when I was doing like the roundtable audio podcast. Now, he brought me over when you guys were doing, uh, and you said audio only, Chiefs exclusive, right? I think we talked just Chiefs that night. Correct, correct. Yeah, that was a good episode, man. I got to go nah, back that and was listen to that. I wonder what kind world. of wild predictions we made that never came true. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look yeah, at it. Yeah, dude. I was probably all idiots. <laughs> My daughter was like, yo, I went back and looked at WrestleTalk 1, and it was in black and white. I was like, yo, relax. Shots fired. Shots fired. I'm not even that old. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was in black and white. My daughter's 10 years old. She's gassing me, son. Big time. It's about the progression. It, ain't, it is, it ain't dog. Where you it started. Is. It's where you in. Yeah, hopefully one day the babies will take over the Wrestle Talk Podcast Empire. Who knows, man? But with all that said, brother, let's go ahead and get into it. I know you had a couple of high spots topics. I, I kind of changed the verbiage a little bit mm-hmm. just to kind of make it more aesthetically pleasing. But we're going to go ahead and start with your first topic during the high spots segment. And there it is at the bottom. You were talking about interest in the Stone Cold Steve Austin match. I kind of rephrased it a little bit, and I asked the question this way. Adam Frex, any chance that Steve Austin hurts his legacy by doing this angle with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 38? What do you think? I think it's one of those things. Long term, probably doesn't hurt his legacy, but this feels kind of like a a throwaway program. I don't know too many people that's interested. What... what, um, Kevin Owens did last week was interesting, but in the grand scheme of things, it's just that there's no, there's no meat to this program. In my opinion, it's going to be a, a three minute program. Owens might get a couple moves in stone cold hits a stunner in the program. Boom. Indeed. And listen, we already had to live through the snitch being on the show 
last week, okay, can we not continue to bring up the snitch? He asked me, you know, he asked me on Twitter, Adam, how come I wasn't here? I said, hey, I'm from the old school, baby. We don't talk to snitches. I'm, I got to be honest. I got to keep it a buck. Stop bringing him up. Shout out, Luchador. So, okay, so you're saying there's no meat to this program, but the question is, do you think there's a chance because the buildup hasn't been up to your expectations and what I would assess to be some sort of, uh, um, well, there's definitely going to be some sort of physical limitations to what Steve Austin can do. Ultimately, can he do anything poorly enough to soil his legacy? Because that's the risk here. There's nothing to gain. You don't become more of a legend than what Stone Cold is. I think you can only go down. Am I tripping here? No, you definitely can, but I think it's going to be so limited that it's they're not going to leave him open to that to be able to happen. Well, that's what you would have thought with uh, Goldberg and Undertaker, and they didn't, didn't they? Well, that was a full-on match. It's a little bit different. So it's a, if you we was bringing Stone Cold and it was a programmed as a match, that'd be one thing. But even then, I think Austin has a better understanding of kind of what his limitations are, where Undertaker was still wanting to be what he was in the past. And then you throw that in with Goldberg, that you were just asking for problems. Okay, and I absolutely love this take by our buddy uh, Ref Pinky, a.k.a. Drew Chandler, saying he didn't come back for Cena, he didn't come back for Orton, he didn't come back for Punk, but this silly angle? Is there any merit to what Drew's saying there? What do you think? No, it's true. I mean, it's just kind of like it, it, it holds no merit. Just like it's a, an angle just to have an angle. There's there's no, like I said, there's no meat to the story. There's nothing to grab onto. I mean, it's just... It's, it's just there because it's WrestleMania in Dallas. Yeah, and they need big names. I mean, it's you know, it's that's the name of the game. You got to get big names. You got to draw in the casual fan. And I would say you don't consider yourself to be a casual fan. You consider yourself to be a serious fan, right? You watch every week or whatever. So for guys like us, it's not really doing anything for us. Do you think it has its benefit though for the casual fan? Because there's got to be a payoff to it. See, see, that's where I, I would say that I, I, I would almost lean more towards the casual. I don't watch every week. Like I, you know, I, I kind of flip through. I kind of watch on Hulu, so it's not a uh, I'm in it every week. So it's just and, and sometimes it's just me reading what happened. So right, as, who's got time to cash- watch three three hours on Monday, an hour on Tuesday, two hours on Wednesday, like Thursday? I guess you could take off if you like if you don't like Impact or whatever. Uh, and then Friday you've got SmackDown, and then usually you got pay per views. Which, by the way, Adam, I, I want to go ahead and say this: if my kids come in here and my dog comes in here, dude, let the babies, let the all babies right. come on, let them all do. Right. There's no <laughs> heat here, man. We all family men here. You know what I'm saying? It's all love around here. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, as long as you're not whooping them in in private, <laughs> in public, and we're all good over here. Yeah, we've had dogs, we've had kids, we've had parrots on the show. Somebody came on with a snake once, so you never know. <laughs> no it's cool, man. With four kids, you have to try to manage time. And, That's uh, why I said, bro, <laughs> this is this is a family show for like the first five minutes or so. <laughs> all right, so I'm seeing all these incredible comments, all right? And here's another one. Adam reads spoilers, spoilers, Night Owl hates spoilers. Let me, let me clarify this, okay? And I'm not going to go into – you know what? I might, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually save that for my high spot segment because I was trying to figure out what I was gonna say during high spots. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay. You know what, Sunny Money? I'm gonna be addressing your comment a little bit later on in the show because I do have a particular problem with spoilers, but it's not spoilers in general. So we'll get into that during the high spot segment. No hate. 
right now, but give me about 20 minutes and I'm going to give you my full-blown opinion on it, my friend. One way or another, I promise you that. All right, so on to the next subject. And here in just a few minutes, we're going to be bringing on a couple of other guests. So make sure you stay tuned because we do have something special planned for you guys during the go-home show for WrestleMania 38. Question number two in the high spots topics here. This is one that I came up with, and I want to know what you think, Adam. Triple H recently announced his in-ring retirement on the Stephen A. Smith show. What is your all-time favorite Triple H moment, if you have one? Oh, man, that's that's tough. Uh, right off the top would be... Um... I don't know. It's the stuff back in DX. That's kind of when I was into Triple H. After that, as it reached into the game, that's just kind of wasn't really uh, the evolution stuff was kind of cool, but it was definitely the the silly DX stuff. So probably the tank, man. I mean, just kind of after Shawn Michaels, him pulling the tank, tank almost invading WCW. That whole whole angle was your favorite. Absolutely love that. Uh, I'm going to share mine with you guys, but I do want to make sure that I keep uh, tabs on the messages. Okay, so it looks like people are just trash-talking me, so we can just ignore those. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, my favorite all-time uh, Triple H moment was during that same era. I love the drive through wedding with Stephanie. That was one of my favorites because a lot of people, everybody remembers, like, the stone-cold Vince McMahon heat. Like, everybody remembers that. That's legendary. That's, that's Attitude Era uh, um, lore. But, bro, the heat that Triple H had with Shane and with Vince when he kidnapped uh, Stephanie and they ended up getting married. And then, uh, for me, I think that was, like, one of the first times. Now, you got John Arezzi and guys like that from years ago that would kind of let the real story behind the story out. But for my era, that's when you started to go, oh, snap. Some of this stuff might actually not be choreographed or some of the stuff that you're seeing on screen might actually um, uh, uh, be real. And so when they, you started to find out that the, the, the marriage thing wasn't necessarily true as far as a drive through wedding, but they actually had gotten married. And so you were like, oh, wow, these two guys are actually really uh, married uh, to each other. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was like kind of a small snippet of what we see now with a lot of the, the reality of what goes on behind the scenes coming to, 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 the, to the camera, to the TV show, or you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, him kidnapping and marrying Stephanie McMahon, definitely one of my favorite moments. And it looks like Rodell has got that return uh, at Madison Square Garden firm in his mind with the leather and the uh, the jean jacket and the water and the long hair and all that stuff, bro. I mean, the way I look at it is uh, there's, no, there's no wrong choice, right? Triple H had so many legendary moments and legendary matches that really it's hard to, um, it's hard to go wrong. It's hard to go wrong. You want to read that comment for us there, Frex? What do you got from Sunny Mayo? Triple H in the year 2000, arguably the best heel ever. Yep. Ever? I don't know, bro. That was the, That's the run I'm talking about. Ever? When he yeah, kidnapped no, no, Steph I, I and the whole it, deal. Best heel ever? I don't know. That's that's. I, I don't want to say it's a stretch, but that's, that's hard for me to go with. Okay. Okay. And I got one more before we leave this subject. Uh, I'll go ahead and read this one. It says, Triple H turning Triple H turning heel on Randy Orton immediately comes to mind. Iconic moment. Agreed. My favorite Triple H match is him versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 28. One of the better rest, uh, um, uh, WrestleMania matches of all time, in my opinion. Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels as the referee. Absolutely. Same match there. And my time is the best Triple H theme, and it's not even close. I, would you count? Okay, so is the Evolution theme considered his theme too? 
Because that's my favorite Triple H theme. Uh, I I would say yeah. I mean, without 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 he was the him. leader, him yeah. and Rick, right? They were the leaders. All right, and let me bring it up to like from the Stone Age when we were all kids to now, bro. When he choreographed Seth Rollins leaving the Shield, when he was the guy who the caveat, let's just say, the incentivized Seth Rollins to turn on the Shield is something that cannot be forgotten. Because remember, the Shield had gotten through Evolution at the pay per view the night before. And you were like, bro, it doesn't get any better than this. The Shield could never reach any higher heights. And right in the middle of that whole angle, Frex, was who? Triple H, bro, facilitating all of it. That, to me, also huge, 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 huge legendary moment. Even though it wasn't just about him, well, nobody's ever going to forget when the Shield split up. Am I, am I wrong here? Am I off base or am I hitting the mark? No, nah, you're definitely hitting the mark on that. I mean, I think everybody can, like, see that with their you know, eyes closed on when the shield had split up. Dude, that was so good. And people are still calling back to that. You know what I mean? With everything we've seen with what's happened to Roman Reigns and how he's elevated himself to like a stratosphere. Like he's calling himself this. So I'll go ahead and say it. He's elevated himself to God mode, bro. To God mode. And by the way, I know you guys are itching. Everybody wants to talk about WrestleMania and some of the matches that are going on. We're going to get there. We promise you because we do have an extended version of the high spot segment going on tonight. And we're going to have a couple of special people joining us during that segment um, as we continue on here. Uh, real quickly, um, doo -doo -doo, boom, okay, looks good. All right, excellent. It looks like our audio is good. Appreciate you, uh, Jeremy Carp. Thank you for being in the background helping us out. Make sure the quality is on point. All right, Adam, it's time to move on to the next subject, man. I know I'm quick firing here. We're getting a lot of great feedback uh, from the members of the Wrestle Talk family, but we ain't done yet. So, Next high spots segment. I just want to know if you're ready for it, baby, because this one is going to be a little touchy. Right. And I know you are because you're the one that presented it. Okay. So next topic for high spots, go ahead and read it and you can lead off the conversation. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Is this the best way to reintroduce Cody with how they're laying it out with the, Oh, some special, match for uh Rollins obviously we know it is so they it eliminates the surprise so for me that already tarnishes kind of what we have Cody going back into it um uh, and like with me I would rather them that they wait until Monday Night Raw and kind of a either a run-in or something of that nature so to introduce him in such a manner that obviously we all know you know the the gist is up that it's not a surprise when Rollins is out there acting like his goofy self, wondering who that, who his opponent's going to be. Here comes Stardust. Come on, bro. You don't really believe it's going to be Stardust, right? Oh, I'm joking. Don't say that. Come on, man. <laughs> don't say that. All right, we got another Triple H uh, moment comment here from Luchador. Says, my favorite Triple H was when he shocked everyone to win the 2016 Royal Royal Rumble match and the WWE title. Actually, that was my least favorite Triple H moment. I'm going to be honest with you because at that point he hadn't even been wrestling regularly, right? Like I don't I think he just kind of had come back and they gave him the title to keep it away from somebody else. I know there was a lot of controversy in the background behind that because that was when you'll remember this Adam. This is when everyone used to hate Brock for being a part-timer. 
Yeah. Now everybody loves Brock Lesnar, especially since the Pat McAfee angle or the Pat McAfee interview. Yeah, since no. that interview about a month ago, bro, he's been on fire. Well, it, it seems like after that interview, he's kind of opened up his personality to kind of uh, be like a happy Brock Lesnar that's smiling and willing to do goofy shit. But also, he still has that uh, dangerous side to him like he showed last Friday where he was just whooping everybody's ass with the chair. Hold on, hold on. Chris Rodell said... We all know it's going to be Shane. Are you saying that it's going to be Shane McMahon? <laughs> ah, Shane McMahon versus Seth Rollins. I would be so pissed off. Ah, hell to the no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Sunny Money Mail with another comment says, we're 100% sure it's going to be Cody or is WWE going to swerve us? So, yeah, that that's a good point. Okay? Who else um, can it be, though? <laughs> Who else? Uh, Shane McMahon. Well, I mean, yeah, that, <laughs> you, you already got happens. your answer, bro. <laughs> you know what? If that happens, I'm like, all right, touche. Yo, shout out to, uh, shout out to Steven Lucas, who's going to be coming on here, uh, in about an hour or just a little bit under an hour, uh, already in the comments section, spreading the love, man. We absolutely love you. Crime fighter. Can't wait to have you on, man. Talk about your, your gaming career and all this incredible stuff that you got coming up. Uh, so Adam, let, let's go ahead and move on. Because we're not 100% sure if it's actually going to be Cody, right? So we'll have to wait and see. I personally think that if you want to reintroduce him, not as much as a character, but as an in-ring worker, who better to put him against than Seth freaking Rollins? Who's better in the ring right now than Seth Rollins? You want to show Cody off and everything he can do in the ring? You put him against Seth. The hard part is we have not just one but two matches at WrestleMania where one of the opponents hasn't said a word. We talked about one of them earlier. Stone Cold, Kevin Owens. Now, Stone Cold did release a video on his 4x4 or whatever. But you know what I'm saying. He hasn't gotten yep. in the ring and cut a mic. You know what I'm saying? So you got that match. And you got this match. So I, I get it every once in a while. They're going to do like the John Cena build-up thing. You know, come fight me, come fight me, Undertaker. And then Undertaker shows up for the pay-per-view and that's it. But, bro, two matches... On the same show where you don't hear anything from one half, that just seems a little off to me. What, what do you think about that, Adam? Yeah, well, it definitely does seem off because you're building two programs where one guy's – there's only a half a program for these two programs because you have two guys – well, and up until this week, it wasn't even really a thing. So it's just like you don't even have Seth talking about it yet. He just got told last night that he's going to have a match against a mystery opponent. So it's not like he's able to even cut a promo against anybody because he doesn't know who it is. And the, the Owens one, you know, I'll give Owens this. Uh, he is kind of pulling his. He's carrying the, the shit out of that program. Yeah, he really he, is. he's pulling the wagon on this, so he, you know, he's doing his part. So it's very commendable of what he's doing. Uh, but just for them to have two um, matches that have almost zero out of the four guys, there's only one person who's actually cutting promos. Yeah, bro, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. Because even like, okay, I know Johnny Knoxville has made an appearance. I know that Logan Paul has made an appearance, but. It's been hit and miss. It hasn't been consistent. So if you take the two we just talked about, plus the two celebrity matches, you basically got four matches with what I would call to be less than less than spectacular buildup. And for a WrestleMania that Vince McMahon is dubbing, 
most spectacular WrestleMania, four matches without the appropriate amount of buildup, it just, I don't know, bro. It just, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, okay, uh, Kerry and Cross, really? Calm down, horn dog in the back there, Susie Haas. <laughs> I think you're more worried about what Kerry and Cross looks like than what he can actually do in the ring. Because we've seen him, man. <laughs> what do you think, Adam? Well, I I could argue that most of these uh, matches on uh, both nights don't have that great a buildup, or if that, or they feel lackluster. So I I uh, I had highlighted uh, four matches that, like, okay, that all right, I'm really interested in these ones. And you know what? We're gonna go over those. We're gonna bring on the maestro Jeremy Carp in just a matter of moments, and then we're also gonna bring on our boy Ronnie Bagwell, big old Don Dada, the Rage Meister. He's going to be coming on with us in just a couple of moments, not only to talk about WrestleMania, but I gave him an assignment a couple of weeks ago, bro, and he absolutely nailed it. I told him I wanted a full-blown five-minute review on WWE 2K22. Do you have that yet, Adam, by any chance? I, I do not. I'm, I'm very interested. You got to come to the crib, man. You got to play it on the big screen with the PS5. You got to come to the house, dog. Come is it worth house. it, though? Like I, the last one. I mean, is any game me. really worth seventy dollars? Probably not. But yeah, that's true. relatively speaking, <laughs> all right. Uh, Drew says you could have skipped all the silly stuff. Announced Cody and him surprise show up weeks ago and had a real build up with them promoing against each other. Absolutely agree. And then we got Sonny uh, saying Cody debuts on Raw. Love to see him in a stable with a few NXT guys. Wouldn't that be working backwards though? I don't know. Maybe he just got tired. I think he's saying of- bring up a couple NXT guys. Okay, well, yeah, I think they do. I think that at least he's not going to have his wife getting run through the mud by uh, AEW uh, uh, personalities like they were doing right at the end there. Um, it got kind of ugly. Uh, Dan Lambert was saying some really, really nasty stuff about Brandy Rhodes, and not all of it felt like wrestling, bro. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, real quick here from Drew, it says, I think it's so funny that Seth has been trying to earn his way. Um, let me see here into a match for weeks, but all Lashley had to do was come out, stare at Omos at the sign, and he got a match. Uh, that, that's fine, but, you know, wrestling, right? Like, Yeah, well, wrestling. Vince also said, all he, had to, Vince <laughs> all, said right. all he had to do was ask. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Rage, go ahead and get yourself ready, buddy. It is time to do this. We're going to bring you on. We're going to go in for about five, maybe six minutes ex- extensively on WWE 2K22, Then we'll spend a few minutes talking about WrestleMania. And then we'll bring in Jeremy Carp to help us close out the first hour. I know he's got a lot of stuff on his mind, a lot of great topics. And, I mean, it's, it's Jeremy Carp the maestro. You already know he's going to kill it when he comes on with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, it's our honor and pleasure to welcome in a loyal member of the WrestleTalk family, also one of the hardest-working men in the FWWC. That is, indeed, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the one and the only Rage. What's up? What up, man? Thanks for joining us. Say hello. How is everybody? Doing good, buddy. Welcome to the millions and millions of WrestleTalk podcast Uh, audience and family members, man. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. I know we're right in the middle of WrestleMania conversation, bro, but this is relevant because WWE 2K22 has been on absolute fire. Their best release by the numbers in the last 10 years, according to some reports. Go ahead and give us a little bit of your initial feedback, positives and negatives, and let's use a scale of one to five super kicks right at the end. Where would you rate this game one out of five super kicks? But first, give us some details, give us some highs, give us some lows. 
Well, I mean, you said you paid seventy for the standard edition. I paid the uh, NWO edition. I was like one hundred twenty, something like that. I, I thought it was worth it. I mean, you get all the extra NWO stuff. You know, I grew up with that. It was worth it. Uh, it it's pretty good. I mean, it's better than twenty. Twenty was dog shit. We all know this. That's why they had to cancel twenty one. Uh, is it better than 19 was? Uh, it's hit or miss, but I mean, it's pretty good considering there's this, there's a few issues. Like if you're playing on the PS five and I don't have a PS five, we can't play against each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they got to fix that issue. And they, they kind of lied to us. They said, oh, Xbox One guys and PlayStation guys can play against each other and all that. Yeah, they, they promised that, and they didn't uh, – you can't do that yet. So, I mean – I'm wondering, is that a temporary thing, though, Ronnie? Like, like you know how Red Dead Redemption rolled out, and then they gave you just a little bit and then a little bit. I'm just worried that it's going to turn into a GTA rollout, and they're going to be playing the same game in 10 years. That's well, what I'm worried about. I got to be honest. Let's be honest. 21, 20, 19, it's all the same. All it is is different <laughs> rosters then, and maybe a few extra different so- showcases or whatever then, but it's all the same thing. It's why I stopped playing Madden. All it is is different rosters updated. Well, you, know well, you would have stopped playing Madden for another reason if you would have been playing against the Night Owl. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> ESPN 2K5 was the best. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let, let's hit, and I know, Adam, you might even have some questions since you haven't played the game yet uh, yourself, but what would you say is the primary difference? Why is this one being received so well versus uh, last year, or I should say two years ago, when the last edition came out, it was so poorly received. What would you say is the primary reason? Is it an advertising thing? Is it a quality of gameplay thing? Is it a roster thing? What would you pinpoint and put your finger on there, Ronnie? Well, I'd say it's a roster thing. I mean, but it's the biggest roster ever. Then what? A hundred and what? Twenty-five people, maybe. You but know, you buy all the DLCs, and your kids don't eat for a week. Yeah, and yeah. All like your money. like uh, <laughs> next month. Uh, there's going to be like a uh, Yokozuna and uh, they'll release like five or six people. And then next month it'll be 10 and so on. So, but uh, 30 of the people it's been released. So, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Undertaker then, but you know, it's like, Oh, there's five different takes. Yeah, I got the four. Yeah. I actually bought the hundred dollar, the one with Ray Mysterio on it. And uh, I got all the, uh, the blocks. Yeah. 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 I got all the the Undertakers and uh, Ultimate Warrior Razor, uh, okay. about eight or ten playable characters. But four of them were Undertakers, so I was like, yeah, "You'll get yeah." But all the D- I don't know if the NWO stuff is, but right. all the other DLC stuff, you know, y'all could buy d- down the road. So it's not like. Oh, you can't have this. You know how they always lie. And, well, on oh, that note, later on. Uh, on that note, when you say y'all can buy. Ladies and gentlemen, let me... Re- oh, not you. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong guy. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong guy. This guy. My bad. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, Wrestle Talk Podcast mug available to you at WrestleTalkPodcast.com for a discounted price of $20 plus shipping. We put your name on it. Scientifically proven. Read the fine print. Or don't read the fine print. Scientifically proven to make your drink taste 17.5% more 
delicious. That's 17.5% scientifically proven. Don't worry about doing the research. We already did it for you. But anyway, on that note, because I got to buy the DLC, bro, and, you know, it shit's expensive. Mm. So, Adam, any questions for Ronnie, whether about what he thinks about WrestleMania or his thoughts on WWE 2K22? Well, just kind of 2K in general, with how bad 2K20 is, you would have to say 2K22 is at least starting to move in the right direction compared to kind of where it was. So, I mean, it has to give you some hope of optimism for 22, 23, 24. I mean, let's say 20, it was dog shit. Let's say that's a 6 out of 10 if you're lucky. But... 22 seems like oh it's a 10 because of how bad 20 was it, there's some issues but you gotta get yeah, like the ceiling 8. was really 5. low the ceiling was low right. i agree with you there i mean it like all-time greatest wrestling games i still say uh smackdown Hyperbole. here comes the pain yeah most well, people WrestleMania say 2000 no mercy, for me. but yeah, wrestlemania 2000 for me. nintendo 64 well uh, which one no mercy or wrestlemania uh, nah, Oh, the WCW game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Which one? Which one? Ah, shit, man. That's, that's WCW, WCW versus NWO. Wasn't that one of them? Yeah, yeah that, that was, was Revenge. Yeah. Uh, Revenge. That Revenge. was the one. That Revenge. was it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, oh, I'm a yeah, WrestleMania a 2000 guy. WCW guy. Personally. Yeah. I mean. Yo, Rodell, will you give it up on the damn Shane McMahon stuff already, bro? You're going to bring that shit into existence. How? Hey, Ronnie, how pissed off would you be that instead of it being Cody Rhodes, a lot of people are complaining about the buildup. How pissed off would you be if it was Shane instead? You know how Vince is. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be Cody. You know how Vince is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, check it out, y'all. Our guy, Steve Lucas. So, by the way, in the second hour, we're going to be talking to Steve Lucas, a well-respected journalist and personality uh, based out of Southern Illinois, he actually got to play the game before it was released. So we're going to talk to him about that uh, a little bit later. But would you be pissed if it was Shane? Because I, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I, uh, I was at the Rumble. He got booed. They heavily edited that. <laughs> they were pissed off. Boo. <laughs> they had to take it. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I hate to say this about Shane McMahon, but. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Not a dime. <laughs> I always enjoyed his wrestling matches way back when. Against Steve Blackman, against Owen, Kent Shamrock. But come on, Kurt Anger, come on, man. Yeah, come uh, on, man. <laughs> well, bad. what I loved is when he started calling himself the best in the world. That uh, was my favorite. I'm like, Shane, you got... No, no, no. You know, you know what I really felt? Wow. <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's wow! Wow, mother! No, I'm just playing. All well, right. It's All just right. like what y'all are saying about Roman. Oh, he's God mode. And he no, no, crazy. that's what he's saying, bro. That's what yeah, he's yeah, saying. Yeah, I know, I know. Me. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's the next level right now. But let's be honest. It's a weak ass roster then. Ooh. Well, I don't know. You're going to have to put some respect on Okay, Roman. hold on. Come on. Right, so, hold on, hold on. There's maybe five people right now All that's. Right. Next Lashley, level main event. Lashley, nobody else. Wait, wait, wait. Lashley, McIntyre, Rollins, Roman, Brock. They just gave it to Lashley just because. No, no, but, but, okay, on. wait a minute now. Hold on a second. Lashley may have just come back, but he's only gone a month, and he's proven that he could carry a main event. I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. Rollins, Lesnar, Reigns, Lashley, McIntyre. Is that I said five, didn't I? Yeah, Adam, who else you got? Who are the other other main eventers in WWE right now besides those five? 
Putting you, um, putting your feet to the fire, young man. Legend Kale Eric Lee. I don't know. That's kind of the number right there. Randy, I mean, who else is Manny? I mean, yeah, that's. But he's like he embraced the part time thing. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's he's having fun. Yeah, he, he doesn't is. need yeah, the main is. event thing. Yeah, I love RK, bro. For real. Yeah, for real. that's good shit. That's why yeah, I think playing. they're gonna win at Mania. What, what'd you say, Keep Randy? Happy? Not wait, a wait, wait. RK, bro, dude. I don't. Shit's goofy. Yeah, not a fan. Randy Orton. Somebody stop the damn match. Are you serious nah, right now? Be, what do you he mean? Be, put him in a, I can't wait till he turns on Matt Riddle this weekend. If they were smart, that they should have uh, Matt turn on him. So Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but that's wow. not going to happen. Usually he's the one who turns heel. And, you were talking you about know, Riddle going heel? Yeah. Not, but it probably would make it more intriguing. But that's you not going to happen. But he can't pull you guys it are off. Out of your damn minds. Matt can't pull it off. You know how much merch is due to selling right now. Why would you turn? Exactly. Why? But hey, who knows? That's why they're not going to lose the titles. It, it's it's not going to happen yet. Yo, yo. Uh, quick question before we let you go, Ronnie. Street pop, street profits running heel now. Is that what they're doing with that? I don't understand. No that. one. They get booed anyway half the time. <laughs> so why does it matter? Wow. Then? Wow, what do you right? what do you think? What do you think about street profits running heel right now, Frex? That's kind of weird, isn't it? It is. They, they they the the problem with WWE is they kind of bounce back and forth with some of these guys where they they fit them just kind of for for that moment, and then next week they'll be baby faces again, like Big Show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can't. Y'all uh, talk about Mania really quick. I mean, uh, there's no build up. No one is excited. We other were just than, like, talking the Roman about Roman and Brock match. What other matches? There's no one's talking about it. No one cares really or excited about what uh, Jackass fame and celebrities <laughs> and all that. And they're not even having the U.S. or the IC title. Right. And then you what got, happened you got to Sammy the ladder match booked. dedicated to Scott Hall? Right. What you happened got, to that? Yeah, you got Sami Zayn booked, but Seth Rollins is having to beg for a match. Wrestling. <laughs> right. I mean, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, before we let you go, Ronnie, because we do have to bring on the yeah, maestro yeah. Jeremy Carp, I have one last question for you, man. You're a member of the FWWC. You're also a member of the Wrestle Talk family. Open platform. The soapbox is yours, man. What would you like to say either about the FWWC, Wrestle Talk podcast, or just really anything that might be on your mind uh, about wrestling in general? Is there about the game? Whatever it may be, bro. What do you got on your mind that you absolutely got to get off right now? Oh, man, it's a good time to be alive. I mean, Mania's coming up, despite it being weak. <laughs> uh, I mean, FWC, it's the best uh, fantasy wrestling group out there, you know. I mean, I mean, I have an opportunity to win a title and all that and, you know, all that stuff. But it, it's, it's, it's no doubt. It's fun. I mean, lots of people need to join up. I mean, you think, I don't know, it's not my cup of tea. But you'd be surprised. I think y'all get the hang of it after two or three weeks. Yeah, plus, if you're a real wrestler and you want to work on your Pro Bowl game, there's no better place to do it than the FWWC. Well, one, I asked you your last question. I got one last request before you go. I see you wearing the shirt. I know you see the Mexican oh, yeah. flag in the background. So I got to have you do one thing for me before you go, bro. Hit me with the Viva La Raza and the shake, bro, as you make your way out of here. Oh, do it for us, baby. It. Go no. ahead, hit it. Hit it. <laughs> Come on, man. We'll do it with you. I don't think I can we'll do it. That Adam, come on. Come on, bro. We'll do, do the shake and we'll say Viva La Raza on three, two, one. Viva, Viva La Raza. La Raza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> we make people come all the way outside on the Russell Tom podcast, right, Adam? Yes, sir. He's like, he's like, man, I can't get these damn kids quiet, nigga. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Dad, we're hungry. You ate yesterday. Why do you need to eat again today? <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, the show ain't over, Ronnie. Uh, Adon Rage from the FWWC, bro. Thank you. And a special shout out to you, man. You gave me a, a something that I think is priceless. My man shipped me legitimately Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. I just, I know you can still hear me. You're still backstage, bro. God bless you and thank you, man. That's a gift that money can't buy, man. I'm going to cherish that forever. I'm going to pass it down to my children. I will not be selling it on eBay. I thought about it. Uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for a wonderful gift, bro. Much love and blessings to you and your family. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, now up next, ladies and gentlemen, a guy who stays so busy with everything he's got going on during the day. He's taking care of our of our seniors and giving them love and care. In the evenings, he's running a multi-platform sports media empire based out of the beautiful state of Missouri. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. One of our loyal hosts, one of the hardest working men in entertainment here in the Midwest, the one, the only... The Maestro, Jeremy Carb. Thank you, thank you. What is up, oh, everybody? No, we, had a, we, had a, we had a crowd. There we go. <laughs> okay, I think I thank you, one. Thank you all. I just <laughs> got to say, Adam, you are absolutely killing it tonight. Well, I appreciate that, it. brother. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I appreciate no, you're, it. You're killing it. I mean, to put up with the night out the way you have, it just takes... Such skill, such determination. I I love it. I, well, I oh, I mean, I, I mean, I, hey, I, Renee, how's it going, bud? I only got doing? one thing to say. <laughs> I got all the drops tonight, baby. I'm ready. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I was gonna say you got yourself quite the soundboard this evening, my yeah, friend. Yeah, we were playing, bro. This it's WrestleMania season, bro. It's literally Ooh. it's literally prom week for pro wrestling fans, bro. So, you know what I mean? Oh, shout out to my children. Come out Saturday uh, night to Oak Park Mall. It, it's it's King Cade, baby girl. Not Kim Cade, but she's only 10. So, y'all. <laughs> Kim Cade, King King, all of it. <laughs> yo, yo, shout out. Oh, my man, uh, 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 the albino rhino. I better see your ass at the Oak Park Mall on Saturday, baby. Hey, Watch here's party. a comment. Come on, I, uh, Come on out. I got to put on here. What do you got? Uh, where is it? I Bro, you better see. stop manipulating the boards, Jeremy Carb. I will kick your ass out of this broadcast right now. Right there. I want to see that right there. Ah, uh, what? TMNT ain't got shiznit on ET on Atari 2600. Now, I'm going to tell you why I put that there. Because as a guy who's played both Turtles in Time and ET on the Atari 2600, he could not be more wrong. Holy hell, that Thank game is you. terrible. Thank you. Dude, there are no I good games on the ET. Atari. There I own E.T. Let me it's tell you awful. something. Seven bucks from a retro video game store. <laughs> I could not. I had to get it. But I'm telling you, like, what? What? Like, what? Ooh, there's one you got to add to the soundboard. Jerry Lawler's what? No, no, no. You know what? We're going to give the albino rhino. I know you guys already heard this tonight, but I think it's worthy of playing again. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. 
that's for you, albino rhino. Don't come up here with that wee shit. Ain't nobody buying that. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, the only reason I am is because I'm a video game collector. Like, literally, that is the reason I have that game. <laughs> like, it ain't for the high-quality graphics, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, Sonny, my fangulo. That's all I got to say to you, bro. Y'all can translate uh, it in Italian if you want to. All right, I got a question for you, Maestro, because we're having a lot of fun here tonight. And now we got to get into the uh, shoot and shout segment here in just a couple of minutes. You want to go ahead and read and take that question from our buddy, uh, Ref Pinky? All right. <laughs> on, a, on a scale from Eva Marie to Randy Orton, how do you guys rate Chipotle? <laughs> um, I would range it around a Lince Dorado. That, that's probably where I'm going to put it. Yeah. Bro, you got to relax. All right, Adam, you, you look more like a Taco John's kind of guy to me. I'm going to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Per- well, hey, never been to Taco John's. I don't even know what that is. You're missing out. Well, I don't you're know missing what out, You're missing out on subpar Americanized Mexican food. You're really but missing out. <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to suggest anything, it's El Camino Real and Armadale. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now you're talking so, about the real deal. Yeah, exactly. So Chipotle, if I'm going to have to put anybody, um, I don't know. Chipotle's trash. That's that's all I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, no shame. Chipotle's well, a trash can that gets beat over somebody's head in a hardcore match. Wow, no freaking mercy. Well, guess what, guys? I'm going to take a second to confirm our second-hour guest. I'm going to let you guys go ahead and continue on here with the high spot segment, if you don't mind. I believe our next topic is getting ready to come up on the screen. Let's go ahead and talk about it because we already scratched the surface on it just a little bit. And I believe this was a question that the maestro himself submitted. So let's go ahead and have you guys chop it up. And I'll be back in just a moment. All right. So this topic, you know what? I'm telling you right now. First off, this is I-70 Sports Media crashing the party here at the Wrestle Talk podcast. You got Talking Dynasty over there. You got Roundabout Sports right here. You got to love it. Now, back to the high spots topic. Which celebrity, because Lord knows there's a lot of them, do you think will have the best performance at WrestleMania? Adam, I'm going to go first with you. I want you to go first. Who do you I, think? I mean, this is pretty easy, right? It's McAfee all day. We've seen him in the ring already. He's shown that he can perform to a certain level. It, hands down, McAfee. You know, I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to have to go with Will Smith. that's one match that i wish we could see there um no i look pat mcafee to me i wish he had gotten the wrestling observer newsletter uh best announcer award pat mcafee is just an absolute joy to listen to he cracks my shit up every time for sure um seeing him beat the hell out of austin theory on smackdown is always fun and dude's a fan Dude is a fan of pro wrestling, and we saw him in NXT. He put on some pretty good matches, you know, against Adam Cole that people didn't think was going to happen. So, yeah. Pat McAfee, okay, and and let's put this in perspective. So, you got, as far as I'm concerned, you got three main celebrities wrestling. Mm -hmm. You got Pat McAfee. You got Johnny Knoxville. And you Logan got Paul. Logan Paul. Right. 
And I'm just going to say it. I cannot stand Logan Paul. Right. I cannot stand Jake Paul. If right. Logan Paul and Jake Paul got their ass kicked in the wrestling ring, I would enjoy it. Um, Johnny Knoxville got a lot of love for him. Dude's so got I, the biggest I, I, balls, but I right, just don't so, know how it's going to go in a wrestling match. So with that, I, I think it could be a little more entertaining than people expect it to be. Because honestly, I just expect uh, Sami Zayn to kick this shit out of Knoxville. And this kind of, you know, throw his body around and kind of be entertained that way. I kind of almost see it like a uh, complete squash match where Zane just kicks the hell out okay, of. Okay, okay. Can uh, I can I can I jump in here and just make a comment because I am I am uh, settling in the, the the second hour guest. So is the scale now bad, Bunny? Is it fair to say that we're going to compare every celebrity match? Because I think Steven, the dude, he was like on FX or something. He was a Steven Amell. Steven Amell. So he did pretty good. He but did. But Bad Bunny, I think, set the, the standard really, really high for what you can do in the ring. Pat McAfee, I think, kind of went up to that level when he had his match against Adam Cole. So who's the standard, in your guys' right. opinion, so, of celebrity in-ring competitors? Who set that Who, who set right. that bar? For me, for me, it's got to be right now when it comes to setting the bar until i see pat mcafee do a canadian destroyer i gotta go bad bunny on this one he completely bad bunny was that wrestler or that performer who i did not expect that match to be as entertaining as it was i really didn't and i've learned that matches that involve the miz seem to have involved hollywood celebrities Right. Um, but you got your Stephen Amells, you got your Bad Bunnies, Pat McAfee's among that. Um, meanwhile, at the bare bottom, in my opinion, you got your oh god, you got your Donald Trumps. Well, your you, Snookies and your Snookies. I mean, you got ninety percent of the guest hosts of Monday Night Raw in the late two thousands, uh, early two thousand tens. So, I mean, most of them. Um, so, yeah, I would say Bad Bunny and Pat McAfee are at the top well, of that celebrity yo, bar. Shout out to the albino rhino, by the way, who is likely coming all the way from Topeka to join us for the Universe Mania 8 watch party, which we'll be talking to you guys about uh, right after the break in a few minutes. So, shout out to you, albino rhino. Hopefully, he'll bring Todd the Bod with him. Todd the Bod is his, like, half-body dummy. That has a red bandana, and he's been through hell, all sorts of... You guys got to meet Todd the Bot. He's got way more of a personality than the Rhino. And he's and he's a he's a dummy. Literally, like a dummy. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll tell you why I'll go McAfee over Bad Bunny. Because Bad Bunny's in a tag team match. Once he's in a singles match and can hold his own, then, then I can... Dude, he held his own in a battle royal. That's harder than holding your own in a singles match. Because who the hell knows what's going on in a battle royal? You yeah, but that's saying? such a limited time, man. Put on a 15-minute match in a singles match where you don't get completely exposed, and then then we can talk about if he's been the best celebrity. Okay, well, I in between that Grammys, about some wrestlers, too. Wait yeah, a maybe in between Grammys, he'll find some time to have a five-star hey, match just, for you, Adam I, I'm just saying. Look at me. You got to relax. You got to relax. Give me back. There he is. There's that lovable son of a bitch. There he is. There he is. All right, guys, you want to move on to the next topic? Because we only got a few yes. minutes before we got to get into the high spot segment. You guys cool with that? 
Absolutely. Yes, All right. Here's another one. And I know this will be a little bit harder for some of you guys, but we got to hit it. I know it's WrestleMania season. I know we're in America. I know AEW is all the rage right now. But recently, Sack Xavier Jr. won the New Japan Cup 2020. Do you care? I'll start with you, Adam Frex. I didn't even hear about it, so the answer is no. Interesting. It's one of those things like, all right, I'll go check it out now. But shit. You should. You should. New Japan Cup was incredible. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. in the main event. As far as wrestling goes, I would dare to say that if you turn on any pro wrestling production, as far as what they do inside the ring, Adam, New Japan Pro Wrestling is probably going to be at or near the top. No, above WWE, above AEW, because they're still booking guys like Jelly Janela and, and whoever. And the one fat guy talking about another one. But, I mean, what about you, Jeremy Carp? You, you keep your eyes uh, to the ground when it comes to all sides of professional wrestling. Sack Sabre Jr. wins the New Japan, New Japan Cup. Only the second ever uh, Englishman to win the New Japan Cup. A lot of people know two years ago Will Ospreay won that. Um, a lot of people challenge him as one of the best wrestlers in the whole wide world. What do you think about Zack winning the New Japan Cup? Does it matter right now? Do they do it at the wrong time? What, what's, your, what's your thoughts? What's New Japan? No, I'm kidding. No, no, Are no. I am, I am kidding. <laughs> I, of all people, you knew of all people, I wouldn't be the one saying that. Um, okay, I do think it does matter because the New Japan Cup, first of all, is the second most prominent tournament in all of New Japan after, of course, the G1 Climax tournament. So I think it matters. And, you know, with everything going on with AEW, with WWE, um, with ROH being bought out, I mean, there's so much going on here in North America. It's true. For a very significant event to take place overseas in professional wrestling, I think it does hold a lot of merit. Um, I think uh, it's good that Zack Sabre Jr. won, you know, and he wrestles for Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, ROH, Revolution Pro Wrestling, and right. New Japan. So he's a world-renowned professional wrestler. Um, and, yeah, he has won the ugh, New Japan Cup twice in 2018 and in 2022. So, yeah, like I said, I think it does give more attention to not just himself but New Japan. But, yeah, I th- and, you know, you asked if not now, when? I mean, who's to say um, this whole time of the year is wrestling season? Oh, like, wrestling's nonstop, but this is peak wrestling season. And say, you know, early June. Honestly, you might not have given as much of a crap. That's the thing. Because the whole wrestling product just kind of tapers off a bit. Um, not just, not necessarily in quality of the product, but just in the viewership numbers. So I think it was the right time for it to happen. All right, hold on. We got a message here from, uh, Sunny Money Mayo going back to our previous topic. Todd the Bod should have a match at Mania with Snooki in a death match. I hope Todd the Bod wins. All right. Todd the Bod going over here. Todd the Bod, Todd the Bod, Todd the Bod. And then last but not least, Todd will take on all the, rats and i think he means ring rats okay that's fine he can keep all the stds for himself i'm not really all that upset by that and then we got drew chandler here talking about uh going back talking about matt pack uh, matt pat mcafee <laughs> mcafee my goodness 
Uh, do you guys still consider him a celebrity? He's been around WWE for a while. He's a WWE guy. Do you still put him in that same classification? I'm curious. He's he's still a celebrity. Under his Twitter mentions, it's mostly sports fans and not WWE fans. Okay, fair enough. What do you think, Carp? About Pat McAfee? Yeah. Is he still a celebrity? I mean, I mean he's not a main roster guy, so I would, I would have to agree at, with At Rex. what point, though, I mean, when you look at a lot of wrestlers – I mean, in general, they're ce- the Miz is a celebrity. Like, well, I'm just, <laughs> there no. are classes. So let's let's be clear. Right. Yeah, let's there's tiers of celebrity <laughs> status, but at the same time, Pat McAfee is a good hybrid. He's a great podcaster. Well, he's a great announcer. Ass off. He's a really good. Um, he's a really good wrestler. I think. You know, he's the total package when it comes to quality. You know, he may not be the elite, like the best of all of it, but he's great at all of it. Well, you know what? I'm going to interrupt you guys just for a moment before we get into the shoot and shout segment, because this is something I wanted to do last week. So you guys know, uh, just like two weeks ago, we lost um, Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. I've got this like gently used Intercontinental Championship that we used to use for the fantasy group. I kind of feel like giving it away. What do you guys think? I'll take it. No, I, I I'm just it's saying not for you, man. Hold on. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Get your ass out of here, Jeremy Carr. Because I'm hey. Jewish, isn't it? No, it's not a Jewish thing. It's a black thing, obviously. Wow. No, no, of course not. <laughs> All right, so no, seriously. Here's the deal. We want to give this Intercontinental Championship away. All you got to do is hit the share button and drop a comment tonight. I'll take care of the ship and don't even worry about it. I got a lightly used Intercontinental Championship that was manufactured back in 2014. So this thing is coming up on being 10 years old, and it's still in pretty damn good shape. I meant to do this when we were honoring the late, great Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. Everybody knows the legendary... Uh, ladder match uh, when they consolidated or, or there was it was like a title for title intercontinental versus intercontinental Shawn michaels razor ramon so in honor of razor ramon we are giving away a wwe intercontinental championship lightly used just let me know guys and i'll ship it out to you just for you guys being supporters of the wtp and can i just say Dave, what up, i boy? just want to say that belt that belt is actually a good-looking belt, not what the IC title looks like today. That, what you're holding, my friend, is disgrace. the Intercontinental title. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the new IC title. I know, I know this is old news. What about you, Frex? You, no? no, not at all. Keep it the no, way it was. It <laughs> I like the black one over the white one, too. Yeah. Well, wait, you like the black, but this I like style, the black right? Yeah. This style? Uh, yeah, yeah, that style with the black one. Attitude right. And me, style. I think the white straps make it because there's no other belt like it, but that's just... I was going to say, the white strap's cool, too. It's yeah. just... No, I, I like if you don't have the yes, it is a replica. on it... Crime like, Fighter, yes. It, it, is, it is a replica belt, right? It's it's not the big size or nothing like that, but these go for about 30 bucks at the store. I don't even know if you can get one this old anymore, but yeah, we're giving it away. So, you know, if we had the funds and if some of you bums were buying these damn mugs... Then maybe we'd be giving away the real. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I gotta relax. It's not shooting shout yet. He's not playing. By the way, I gotta shoot and shout for you, Sonny May. You better stick your ass around. What? Hold on. All right, hold on. So we got a rumor mill chiming in here. Your favorite wrestler ever is Ivory. Frex, you care to explain? Uh, uh-uh, it's Nicole Bass. 
Hands down. <laughs> you mean Nick Bass? Wow. Okay, apparently that's Drew head. Chandler's favorite too. He, he Nick Nicole Bass is his favorite wrestler of all time as well. Oh my god. Okay, guys, uh, just a few minutes away from the mad conservative Steven Lucas joining us on the show of PWCI. But let me tell you guys, we can't finish up the first hour unless we do what we always do about this time, and that is get into the Wrestle Talk podcast shoot and shout segments where each and every host gets 30 to 45 seconds to spout off about anything in the world, doesn't even have to be wrestling related, that might be pissing them off. And because, um, hold on, I'm sorry, I had an order here. And because Jeremy Carp was late to the party, as usual. He's gonna go ahead and go first. It, plus, you got a Browns hat on, dog. So we gotta, we gotta. This is part here. of the controversy, okay? The, the hat that, is controversial. The the. Do you not know? Bro, what you might as well have Donald Trump playing quarterback for you right now. I don't want to hear nothing about you right, right now. I don't want to hear no justification hey, about the Sean Watson stay at in our all. Own city this time. What what'd what'd, you say? What, what's this? The Kansas City Kansas Chiefs? What the hell is going on? Wasn't it a second ago you were all over Adam talking about? Oh, it's I seventy takeover now. All of a sudden you're shitting on our Chiefs. You right. gotta relax. Wow. Gotta calm down. <laughs> First off, this... both of us live in Kansas, so we have no problem with that. That's right. God's country, damn it. The land of milk and honey and tumbleweeds. And, and nothing but fucking farmland for about uh, 800 miles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And incest because and it, it's Kansas. No, that's Alabama. Okay, my bad. I thought it was Arkansas. <laughs> I thought that was southern Missouri. No, Arkansas was... Oh, oh! I thought it was Independence, Missouri. <laughs> no, Missouri's meth, Arkansas's hard, other hard drugs, Alabama's incest, Kansas is just nothing but... Wow! Oh, Drew Chandler, there oh. Hey, hold on, somebody's in the Final Four, ain't they? Everybody yeah, gotta relax. Somebody's actually been to a Final Four. Right. Oh, I saw that, I saw, BCS yeah, <laughs> Mizzou repping that zero Final Four proudly. Proudly, that's right. All right. And I see so, all day for Missouri over there. <laughs> So, it, all right. So another rumor here: uh, Jason Jordan is your favorite wrestler. Is that true? You know, I take uh, Sonny Money Mayo's uh, opinions with a, such a grain of salt. You can't even see the salt. <laughs> it's but, too big or too small. It's got to be a big grain. Yeah, I just no. That is a false rumor. Just like uh, saying that Sunny Money Mayo is a legit uh, podcaster. You guys okay. are killing me right now. Um... With Nicole Bass comments. Got... This ain't a football podcast. What's wrong with all you people? Everybody, chill. And my daughter with the weather report. Set okay, a rainy thanks, night buddy. more. Uh, I'll hear something that'll get you guys excited, and, and I want to share a quick story. There he probably, is. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into the shoot and shout segment, but let me just say this. Sunny Money Mayo on location representing the Wrestle Talk podcast at New Breed Wrestling got such a warm reception from everybody. I'm talking about everybody, all the New Breed Wrestling uh, wrestlers, the fans, our guy Scotty. But, man, when he came back, he's like, yo, big bro. You got to hear me out. I got to hang out and talk to Herb Simmons. It was like the first time that you interviewed him here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, Jeremy. You know how excited, elated, honored oh, you were. That's the exact same energy that Sonny came back with. He's like, yo, I got to talk to Herb. He wanted to interview me. He put me on a sting or whatever, whatever. And, bro, so nothing but love and respect for the legendary promoter of SICW, Herb Simmons. Sir, you are truly a pillar of um, of Midwest wrestling. Period. Period. Gosh darn it. So shout out to Herb Simmons. Thank you for being here. So anyway, you gentlemen ready for the Wrestle Talk podcast shooting shout segment? 
I Let's am. Do it. Let's go ahead and do it. And believe it or not, a lot of people have questioned me. What song is that, guys? It is Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit, the Broadway edition. And the only reason we play it like this is because of copyright, damn it. YouTube won't give us no freedom, and neither will Facebook. So, ladies and gentlemen, F- on a very spe- yeah, exactly F copyright on a very special go home edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast, episode three hundred eighty eight. We go ahead and kick off tonight's edition of the WTP Shoot and Shout segment. Hit that music! It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and if you interact, your life's on contract. Your best bet's to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit. All right, Jeremy Carp, you are first up to bat here tonight on the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment. Give it to us, Daddy. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. So. A lot going on in this world of sports. I mean, shit, like I said earlier, I could go on a tangent about repping my team even though Deshaun Watson's the new quarterback. Um, but you know what? Something new came up in the news, and, you know, I can understand why people would be upset about Deshaun Watson becoming the Browns quarterback. But here's something that I don't know why sports fans are upset. Albert Pujols is returning to the St. Louis Cardinals for his final season. Why in the hell are you upset about that? I mean, come on. The guy's a Hall of Famer. It's his last season. Yadier Molina's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's his last season. Wainwright is a case for the Hall of Fame, and it's going to be his last season. I mean, this is one of those sports stories that you just can't write any better. Three is he legends. DHing? Is he just gonna be? What's he gonna be doing? Yeah, he's probably just gonna be DHing. But still, he's twenty-one home runs away from seven hundred, which would still be awesome to see. Right. But I, I, the i seventy sports Twitter was blowing up about it. My personal Twitter, our Facebook was blowing up about it, and people were just bitching like crazy about the fact that oh, the Cardinals are just punting the season away. Oh, they don't care. Oh, they're not trying to win. They're just trying to sell tickets. Can't they do both? Maybe they're trying to win. I mean, who else are you going to put in seat? Matt Carpenter? You're going to have him in his 138 average DH for a whole season? No. (laughs) You're going to get one of the all-time greats who can still kick ass at the plate against left-handed pitchers who has probably the most fluent swing I've ever seen next to maybe Ken Griffey Jr., and he is going to kick some ass this whoa, year. Even- whoa, you didn't say Mark McGuire? Okay. No, right. no, I didn't. Honestly, I no, I stand by who I said. Um, Jim Edmonds, Ken Griffey Jr., and Albert Pujols had the Gwynn. greatest swings. Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn is one of the greatest hitters. I mean, as far okay. as swings go. Okay. Pretty, just, pretty. Just the swings. Like, those three I mentioned, my favorites. Um, But, no. And you know, I give Sonny Money Mayo credit that his uh, that his wife is allowing him to be on the computer tonight. You know, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> Jeremy Carp shooting shots out here. I believe. Let me. What? We have a drop for that? Okay. Shots fired! Shots fired! Oh, thank you. Wow. 
Now, to finish the shooting shot, I just want to say this is a great move to bring back Albert Pujols for the last ride. This is perfect. Get him, Molina, Wainwright, and hell, shoot for the stars and win it all and go out on top. And if not, it's been a hell of a ride anyway. One way or another, we will never see the likes of these three gentlemen again in any sport. And that is a fact. That is a fact. I like that. Very strong shooting shout take. Quick question here from Crime Fighter. Did the NL? I, I thought that was a decision they made. Yes, this off they went to the, the NL the DH rule. Right. Universal so, DH. so that just happened this to year. our guy Stephen Lucas, who's going to be joining us here in a couple of moments. So, uh, Frex, you know what to do, baby. Shooting shot. You got thirty to forty-five seconds. What do you got on your mind? Ah, uh, man, it's going to be very topical based on kind of what has happened today. Talking about moving the Chiefs. Uh, to a different area, possibly Kansas. My thing is with the Kansas Cityans who are not open to change and developing this city and only want to see how things were. That's why we're not never getting an NBA team. And not, yeah, we're never, never getting an NBA, NBA team. team. So not willing to be open to change. Uh, I've been a proponent of moving the Royals to downtown for 15 plus years now. And uh, moving the Chiefs. By the way, over- F you for that. I work well, downtown and traffic's bad enough. No, thank no, you. Dude, it's not that bad compared to other cities. It's not Yeah, that I'm from bad. Miami, bro. That's part of why I moved to Kansas City. Okay. How, from how about we're a little Guy spoiled here? We're spoiled <laughs> here. How about that? You're all right, all right. All right. Okay. So just you'll deal with it. You'll learn to adjust. I work downtown. We'll be all right. That move the Chiefs out to the legends. We need to have these teams around inner entertainment districts. The last thing we want to do is be St. Louis and not have a football team. Oh, my gosh. Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. The shade is real around here. Absolutely love it. They said said his shooting shot is going to be about he gets left on red in women's DMs. Adam Franks, that's your guy. This is who you call a friend. If this is what friends are like, who the hell needs enemies, right? So, final shoot and shout of the evening is yours truly. <laughs> wow, even Herb Simmons chiming in. Kakao, so, motherfucker. Oh, motherfucker. Ooh, I like it. All right, so my shoot and shout tonight is something that a listener brought up a little bit earlier, and it's pertaining to spoilers. Listen, spoilers are terrible. Why? Because in an era of the internet where you try to stay off Twitter, you try to stay off Facebook so you can go home and watch the whole show, it is absolutely impossible to do so. Now, what we were talking about a little bit earlier wasn't necessarily spoilers, but it was dirt sheets. Dirt sheets I can understand to a certain point because we all need a recap. No one can afford to do You know, we talked about it earlier, right, Frex? The three hours on Monday. You want to talk about two, uh, an hour on Tuesday for NXT then two hours on Wednesday for AEW, and then let's just say Thursday, you're either watching Impact, local wrestling stuff, or New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then Friday, you're talking about SmackDown, and then every other weekend, there's some sort of pay-per-view, whether it be AEW, WWE, or something on Fight TV, or whatever it may be. It's just too much. So I can kind of understand people that go in and read the recaps, but spoilers... Nah, bro. Nah, 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 nah. You know why? Because what you're reading are just people's opinions. That's all it is. You watch wrestling just like the rest of us. You can come up with your opinions. What I really hate is when we're having a conversation like this and somebody brings something up that I know that they pulled 
from a pro wrestling website. I know you heard it from Dave Meltzer. I know you heard it on the Jim Cornette podcast. Why don't you come up with your own damn thoughts? That's what bothers me. First of all, I don't want to hear the results because I like to watch the whole show. I do a pro wrestling podcast. I feel obligated to do that. But seriously, if you're so lazy that you can't even muster up an hour to actually watch the wrestling once a week, even if it is just an hour of AEW, then are you really a fan? I mean, that's really the question. Are you really a fan if you're not even really watching the shit? You know what I mean? That's what I need to know. So that's my shooting shot for tonight. If you're going to be the guy that spoils things for everybody, just be prepared to spend a lot of nights alone. Whether it be the Dark Knight, or I should say whether it be the Batman, a pro wrestling thing, a basketball thing. If you're the guy that gets a kick out of spoiling shit for other people, well, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Uh, what? Except for Sean Ross Sapp. Get, get out of here. Get, no. Drew, shut your damn mouth. He's the worst example that you could have possibly brought up, man. What the Absolutely. hell are you talking about? <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the conclusion of hour one of the WrestleTalk podcast. I know we went a little long during the first hour, but we will be back in just a matter of moments for hour number two where we will continue to talk about WrestleMania 38. We're going to talk about all things pro wrestling, and we're going to be joined by the mad conservative, the one and only Steve Lucas. Ladies and gentlemen, turn your attentions to the screen on my left, and we will leave you with a little bit of music performed by a very, very good friend of ours, the one and only Vince Sanity, with his original song off of his new album, The Hottest in Time, or The City, Time, and Space, the one and only Vinsanity. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? What? Hey, Reeks. Let's hey, get Reeks. Let's get it. I'm in the club like, yeah. Do you want to get trippy? Triple H. I'm tripping like Triple H. Even when it gets late. A drink, put some ass in my free hand, feeling like Seth Rollins, cause I'm deep, man. I'm repping 662, I could trip by myself, I ain't tripping on you. I feel like I'm one with the darkness, my team stay lit regardless. I can cut you off with my sharpness, I just don't give a shit, I'm not heartless. I'm with my squad. And we mob till my gas gone My girl a freak, she want me to keep my mask on They gon' bump me, even when I pass on I live life last, so my life lasts long Hey, I don't think that they get it Took us ten years to get here, cause we live it There just is no limits Pouring up drinks for my brothers and the women I'm in a club like, what? Do you wanna get with me? I'm in a club like, yeah Do you wanna get trippy? Triple H I'm tripping like Triple H. Even when it gets late, my whole team stay away. Girl, you're looking so tasty. Bet I could fall in love if you made me. I know this is kind of crazy. We just never can you move it for me, baby. I'm with the bees, we can all get busy. Gather up your friends, we can all get trippy. I said you should fuck with me. And the looks that I'm right here, come and get me. 
I mean you're so damn sexy The way you're moving on the floor with your bestie I can pass the test you test me When you're around it kinda seem like I'm the best me And the way that she's moving she had me feeling the stupid I think she knew that I knew it And the way that I'm feeling we get trippy and grippy Just take my hands and we'll do it I'm in a club like what? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our number two. I should say, welcome back to the Wrestle Talk podcast, our number two. Truly an honor to have you guys be here and supporting the show. It's been a damn good one so far. I mean, it really, really has. When you talk about all the different things that we have covered, all right, we've talked about so many different things already. We've talked about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've talked about WrestleMania. But you know what we haven't talked about? We have not talked about our upcoming event this weekend at the Oak Park Mall. And I, I, I absolutely got to do it. I got to do it because thanks to myself, but primarily my brother and partner in crime, Dewan Mills, many, many years ago, we decided that we wanted to take the watch parties that we were doing to the next level. Okay. And when you want to take something to the next level, it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of energy, and it takes a lot of people. And fortunately, we've gotten an incredible amount of support from the WrestleTalk family. We started very, very early on over at Rockstar Burgers, okay? Then we progressed downtown for just one show. And then from there, we found a home for several years over at Esports Bar KC, a group of guys that are still our sponsors till this day. But now, as of last year, ladies and gentlemen, we have found a new home. And that is the one and only King Cade Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. And I'm going to go ahead and scroll this down for you guys because I don't want you to miss any of the details. This upcoming Saturday, starting at noon, we're going to be at King Cade at the Oak Park Mall. Doing what exactly? Minicon. Any of you guys that have ever heard about a pro wrestling or a anime or a movie convention, you can relate to what a convention is, a con, so to speak. This is Minicon hosted at Kincaid. So basically, with your entry fee, you not only get unlimited access to all the arcades starting at noon, you not only, after 5 o'clock, get a, a slice of pizza and a drink, okay? You get the WrestleMania 38 pay-per-view, but if you pay the 20 and you show up at noon, you can actually participate in Minicon, which is going to be a collection of vendors, Okay, a collection of vendors that are going to be at the Kincaid Arcade 
sharing, selling, doing all kinds of awesome and dope stuff. I'm sure there's going to be pro wrestling collectibles. I'm sure there's going to be anime. I'm sure there's going to be movies. I'm sure there's going to be Star Wars stuff. But what makes it awesome is the fact that you get two for one. So previously, if you've ever been to one of our watch parties, you pay your fee, you get in, you watch the pay-per-view, you go home. This is an all-day deal. You could literally be there from 12 to 10. We'll feed you right at 5. Slice pizza and a drink. There'll be more available if you guys want to buy some more. But this really makes things special because Minicom by itself is 5 bucks. Our event by itself is 20 bucks. But if you pay the 20 and you show up around noon, you get into Minicon and you get to be a part of Universe Mini 8, the premier watch party, and all the pro wrestling landscape. So what I will say to you guys is this. If you haven't already taken a moment, make sure you go to our Facebook page and find our event and go ahead and let us know that you're going to be there so we can save you a seat, okay? I mean, it's going to be good. There's going to be young ladies. There's going to be young men. There's going to be people of all ages there to enjoy not only WrestleMania 38, but also the companionship of many other loyal and longtime wrestling fans. Also, Minicon, the arcades, which, again, Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time is there, the old-fashioned arcade version. The Simpsons is there. Tetris, Pac-Man, Cruising USA, Cruising World, Mortal Kombat, uh, uh, I think Tekken, is they have an arcade there, and so many other amenities that'll be available to you for that $20 price tag starting at noon that we absolutely don't want you guys to miss it. So make sure you're there. And a message real quick here from our boy, uh, the Albino Rhino, says, Yo, Renee, are there going to be any chicas at the watch party? Single ones? That ain't happy. You know what? I'm not 100% sure, but if you help share the flyer, the possibilities are going to go up. All I can tell you is that there always has been chicas at our watch parties. So if that doesn't change, then you are in very, very good, uh, very, very, what, what? You're in very, very good shape. And uh, Sonny Money Mayo here is also going to be at the event. He's going to be helping co-host. So make sure you guys, if you hate the Night Owl and you despise me and you're like, ah, I love Dick Douglas, well, at least you know Sonny Money will be there. So that's something to get excited about, allegedly. I mean, maybe. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring him back on, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host for the evening right here on episode 388, the one, the only Adam Frex. Adam, this is a long haul. It's a long race, brother. We've got just a couple of moments before we bring on our second featured guest of the evening. How do you feel about the Wrestle Talk podcast so far this evening? That's good, brother. It's fun. I I enjoy the I enjoy the shit talking for sure. <laughs> it's what we do, dog. If we ain't got nothing else to do, that's what we do. For sure. I'm here for it. Okay, my baby wants to shout out. Shout out to my baby Isabella, who is watching right now on YouTube. I appreciate you and really care about the fact that you are here to support your dad and Adam on tonight's episode of the Rest of Talk Podcast. I absolutely Much appreciate love it. it. All right. So uh, Drew Chandler says, I would be there, but I'm going to be in Dallas wrestling some festivities. I know your watch parties are always lit. Brought his sons last time. Had an absolute blast. Good kids. I've run into them several times. Drew Chandler, you're an amazing father, bro. I hope you know that. Says, uh, I can be in your, uh, can I be in your good hands? Uh, Can you translate that, bro? That sounds a little weird to me. I don't know. Uncomfortable. He wants to. He wants you to touch him. Is what I got out of it. I'll touch him. All right. Wow. <laughs> I'll touch him. Will Smith just smacked the shit out. Of Bow. Him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Without any further ado, it is finally time for our second featured guest 
of the evening. Who was the first featured guest? Well, our co-host, Adam Frex. Who the hell else, ladies and gentlemen? But yes, I'm very excited to talk to this man. He is a jack-of-all-trades in the professional wrestling world. Okay, He hosts PCWI, also affiliated with Pitfall, has been in the pro wrestling business for a long time as a cameraman, amongst other things. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hit a little music, and we're going to go ahead and bring this man on. Okay, can you guys stop it with the hands thing? I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. Sounds weird. I can tell you, though, is that we are giving away an Intercontinental Championship belt. Holla at your boy. Best comment of the night. We'll go ahead and get it shipped out to you. But without any further ado, the one, the only, the mad conservative, Steven Lucas. Sports page, I got coffee in my cup. A smile <laughs> creeps across my face. The Braves have beat the hey. I hate Chicago. I'm changing planes in Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, the mad conservative crime fighter, the one and only, the video game connoisseur, champion of sorts, and you can see the belt in front of him, the one and only. Stephen Lucas, sir, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you for having me. I've heard about your show for a long time, and uh, it's about time that I make an appearance. Yeah, all the nice stuff they said was bullshit, right? I mean, let's keep it real. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's been watching the whole time. I was hoping he'd say no. Okay, that's fine. No chomo. Calm down, Albino Rhino. Well, uh, Stephen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, my co-host tonight uh, in the Brady Bunch box to my left here, Adam Fresh. We've both been very, very excited. I know you've been checking out the show. I know this is a different type of podcast from maybe what you've seen before. What do you think so far, bro? Are we out of our damn minds or what? I don't know if you're out of your minds. I mean, you're just one of 700 and... 50,000 podcasts all over the world. Um, I don't know on the podcast scale, but hopefully the upper 50%. Well, thank you so much, man. The upper 50%. What do you think about that, Adam Fresh? We're not in the bottom 50%. I think we've achieved something here today. I'd rather be top tier than bottom tier. Damn, Skippy, baby. Speaking of top tier, Galloping Ghost Arcade, not only are you a pro wrestling nut, you're also a gamer of the year, bro. Tell us all about that beautiful piece of championship gold you've got sitting there in front of you. Well, this championship was not easy to earn. Um, every year they um, have an award ceremony on the anniversary date of Galping Ghost opening up, which is August the 13th every year. They opened in 2011. So... Um, Basically, to earn this title belt, All right. look at every gamer, the kind of the higher people that have been going to the arcade, setting scores, act, um, doing community av- advocacy for arcade, classic gaming and stuff. Um, they look at the body of work for each gamer that goes up there on a regular basis, and then they choose, they decide who is the top gamer. Now, doesn't now? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, what game, right? Because usually, when you talk about gaming, it's usually in classes, right? It's like a particular game. Like I've competed in Madden tournaments. I've competed in 
uh, Smash Brother tournaments. What game specifically are you playing? It's not a specific one single title. Okay. They, this is the ar- largest arcade in the world, classic arcade games. They have arcade games from five different decades. So Seven Centipede, Miss right Pac-Man, all the old school ones too, oh, right? Yes. Basically, uh, the gamers compete and just uh, set scores and uh, get the rankings up. And there's other things. But it's not just scoring. As I said, there's a lot of things that go into deciding who the gamer of the year is. It. I'm not. I'm not the best gamer there ever was by a long shot. But last year, 2021. I mean, COVID ruined everything. No doubt about it. A lot of the top gamers pretty much stayed away because they're afraid of, well, the virus. I refuse to be held hostage by a virus. So, Amen, brother. Open back up after being locked down, after everything was locked down for a few months. I was one of the few brave ones to go up there. Because the rest, there's hardly any wrestling shows going on. COVID shut down everything, especially Illinois. Missouri opened up quicker, which I give credit to Missouri and their governor. But without any wrestling shows to go to, I went to the arcade on a, every couple of weeks. I grinded away, set scores, and thankfully, well, the previous year I won the T20 tournament, which is held the week before the anniversary, where they have a tournament on 20 different arcade games. I won that tournament. Now, there were fewer players playing in that tournament due to COVID fears, but I still won it. And I was... And then a year later, campaigning, I basically made the, went all in. Okay, so so let me let me interrupt you and ask you this question. That year, I want to ask you this question. So if if the night out, even better yet, if Adam Frex said, you know what, I want to take on the champ, and there was one retro game that you feel like you could not be touched in, okay, something that the people would recognize and know, something not not too far off the beaten path. What game is that for you? Because I know a lot of the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast would probably say it's some WWE game for them. Adam might say it's like Madden or something like that. I'm not sure. But for you, what game would you say, I don't care who it is, I'm willing to take anybody on in this particular title that you feel like you're the strongest at? I'm curious. That was a question for me. Uh, there's... What's your title? I'll, I'll, suggest, I'll say this. Galvin Ghost Arcade has a hardcore championship where they draw a game at random and the champion defends his title against whoever the challenger is. But you don't know what game it is. And anybody can... You might get a game you're good at. You might get a game you've never played. Or you're terrible at. You don't know. Now for me, what games do I prefer... I prefer the maze games. I prefer the platformers. Sports games are not my thing. All right. <laughs> now Appreciate I the honesty. I can play WrestleMania at, or the two WWE arcade games, WrestleFest, and then I believe it was WWE. Somebody Super- made the argument that WrestleFest was like the best uh, video game of all time. Do you, you, you a big WrestleFest guy? 
WrestleFest was what was probably the most playable WWF arcade game there was. Have you played Retromania? Uh, no. Okay, There's you a- gotta play that. Let me say this. You gotta play that. It's a great game. There's a lot of games I have not played. Okay. I don't get the latest and greatest. I prefer the classics. The old, the Atari, the old classic 16-bit, 8-bit, 16-bit, Nintendo, Sega. Those are my wheelhouse. I don't have a PS4. I don't have an Xbox One. Who the hell does? Which, <laughs> Nobody's got one of those. <laughs> I prefer classics. The modern games... I mean, the classic games, you can quickly play a game, finish. The modern games, you're putting in... But you cannot finish it. Several days of No, no, no. You can't finish them. Because when you finish it, they have a new DLC, and they have an expansion pack. So these games, I'm sure Adam can relate. He's got some mm-hmm. small children. Adam, you know how it is when your kids ask for your vid- for video games. They're, they're never really going to finish the game. They're just going to ask you 15 more bucks so they can buy a new skin on Fortnite. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. It's it's 3 to $10 at a time. There's a new skin out or there's a new DLC out or it's always something new that's out because they'll stretch this game out to be 10 years long before they come out the next edition. It's crazy. I'm like, I'm like yo, so what new gun did you get? No, I didn't get a gun. No. Oh, you, you got some like armor. No, you don't no armor. <laughs> the day comes out, you'll wait a while. Smart. Because there'll be multiple editions of the game, and you kind of want to wait till towards the end of its uh, update cycle. No doubt about so it. Because if, if not, they're going to get you every time. Every damn time. Mortal Kombat 11, its final edition, where they released their last, I don't know, at their major expansion pack, where they added more story. That's the time to get it. Not when it right. Not when it first drops. Not when it comes out. Unless you're part of the fighting game scene where you have to be playing and they, in the tournaments and stuff. You know what really pisses me off buying NBA 2K every year? And I'm like, this shit is the exact same as it was last year. I always feel ripped off. But you know what? I can still go back and play Super Mario 64, and I feel like I'm experiencing something new every single time. It's it's crazy. But, but anyway, I want to move away from the games for just a minute. Yo, shout out to my guy Ralph, OG in the house. Hopefully the knee is doing good, buddy. Hopefully the surgery went well. We miss you. We love you. Shout out to my all, uh, all my Kansas wrestling family, XWE, everybody out there. Um, much love to you guys. Appreciate you being here. So before I throw over to Adam for his questions, let me ask you this. So you've been involved in the pro wrestling scene for quite a while in the Midwest. You've been a cameraman. You're, you're, you're a supporter and a more member of the board over at Pitfall. Of all the hats that you've worn in professional wrestling so far, uh, 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 Crime Fighter, what has been your favorite up to this point in your career, in pro wrestling specifically? I like doing uh, play-by-play commentary. Mm. Me too. Because I get to express my opinions, and a lot of people don't like my opinions. <laughs> Because I'm a Mac conservative. So I'm guess you're I'm guessing you're the color guy? No, I do play by play. Wow. Play. My show, well, I do play by play in color because I'm the one I'm Oh, okay. Alright, that's fair. <laughs> Joey Styles in the house. What's up? <laughs> that's that's hold on. I think we got a Joey Styles drop around here somewhere. Hold on. Let me let me see if we check the bet. No, no, it's JR and it's really low. Never mind. Alright, so Adam Frex. You're getting to know the crime fighter just a little bit. 
I'm curious. I know you did your research and, and, mm -hmm. and you were excited to have this guest on. What what questions or or thoughts uh, do you want to share with the crime fighter here tonight, man? Bring it. So, with as long as you've been in the pro wrestling uh, community, how do you compare this era to some of the past eras? Because I think it said you've been in what 35 years. How does this era compare to the eras from the later years, in your opinion? Ooh, good question. Which is okay. I would probably gravitate towards the latter half of the '80s and early '90s because that's basically where I what I grew up with. I mean, the very first wrestling show I watched on television was the first edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T headlining. Wow. <laughs> and that wasn't even a pay-per-view. Think about that. No, Mr. That was T versus Hulk on a, on a Saturday night. Yeah. That was on NBC. The A-Team was a big thing back then, and Hulk Hogan made an appearance on that show. So, for some reason, I started watching it. Do you think it's Sounds still like as entertaining as it was before? Say again? Do you still think it's as entertaining? Like, you know, it's just as far as kind of you enjoy it as much as you did? Well, I've been following for for 30, I guess over 30 years, closing in on 40 now. Good grief. Wow. Yeah, I'm 50 years old now. <laughs> Yo, where's your gray hairs at, bro? I got all kinds of grays, oh, and I'm only 37. That's some bullshit yeah. right there. I got to be honest right. with you. Let's put it this way. Um, you talked about watching wrestling on TV. I don't watch a lot of wrestling on TV these days. The only thing that's maintaining my interest in professional wrestling is me being there in person. I'd rather watch an independent show live in the crowd than watch it on TV. I just don't have the patience to watch it on TV anymore. It just hasn't been there. And COVID made it worse, obviously. Sorry, I can absolutely relate to that. Give me a local show. I don't care if I got to drive three and a half hours. Give me that over a televised show or even a big local show every day of the week. Frex, I know you've been to a couple of local shows yourself. I'm assuming you feel the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. But I would have that argument with anything that's live compared to TV. Fair enough. Fair enough. What else you got? Well, I'm going to promote my shows. Let's see. The Fall Wrestling Association, it's coming. Their next event will be April the 16th in Springfield, Illinois. Look at this real close. You can see Yeah, bring it. that up here. That That's... Pinfall Wrestling Alliance, right? Association. Association, okay. Pinfall yeah, Wrestling Association. Okay. Saturday, April 16th at the 8th Street Gym, 1401 North Street. Now, some of the announced matches, they've announced only two matches officially right now, but I've got a little bit more. The main event will hold be... On, are we breaking news here? Yes, Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah, baby, let's go. Break some news. I have a podcast for you. Like, exact same clip. Like, Tomato fan. Okay, it's a bad tactic match. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. They couldn't hear you over the music. Can oh, you start over? Yeah, go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> well, I thought there's multiple channels of audio here. <laughs> anyway. 
No, no, we're we're no, we're we're simp as hell around here, bro. We we ain't that advanced. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'll be honest. Uh, the fact that we're finally on video after like seven years, I think I should be awarded a medal for this shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Three-man, <laughs> six-man tag featuring the PWA Regional Heavyweight Champion, the Spotlight Spencer Powers, teaming up with a tag team that St. Louis does know. All eyes on us. Micah Pope and Nelson Six, and yes, some people wanted them banned from the wrestling scene down in St. Louis because they're so offended by their entrance routine. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. Okay, let me stop you right there so we can correlate it back to national wrestling. So you're talking tag wrestling. I'm going to force you into picks here. Same for you, Frex, because I know you wanna, wanted to go over certain matches for 38. Um, so you've got Alpha Academy versus RK-Bro versus the Street Profits. Adam Frex, who do you got in that matchup? I'm going Street Profits. And what about you, uh, Crime Fighter? RK-Bro. RK-Bro? Okay, and I'll go AFA Academy. So we're split. All right. I, I love Chad Gable. All right, what else you got on that uh, uh, PWA card? The opposition will be Derek Moss, IJ Sweet, and the Mad Hatter. Shout out to Derek Moss, by the way. We've been meaning to to get Derek on the show here very soon. Hopefully, you can help facilitate that. Crime fighter, you think we? Yeah, can... I think I can do something about that. We're pretty My close. Guy, let's go. All right. Yes, he got choke slammed through a table at his wedding. I know that. That's I saw the video. That's kind of why I have him on. <laughs> be honest. I suggested it to my wife. She wasn't having it. She's like, "What wrestling? No." <laughs> she said right. no in Spanish and in English. It was crazy. Moving on the line, the defending champions, Tom Arson and Casey Jackson will defend against the great Cardini and a man that St. Louisans are very familiar with, the biggest little man in professional wrestling, Jake Lander. They will be going for the tag titles. Also, we'll have a women's match. This is breaking news. They have PWA has not announced this yet. Harley, who was last seen in St. Louis, uh, interjecting herself in a match between Tootie Lynn Ramsey and WWE legend, ECW legend, Jazz. She will be taking on a wrestler coming in from out of state who will be making her debut by the name of Haley Shadows, known as the Barbie Killer. I'm, f- I'm familiar with Haley Shadows, and I'm going to tell you right now, she's going to... Uh, um... She's going to make a statement at that show, and the fans are going to want her back. They may not like her, but they're going to want her back. And then on another note, Tootie Lim Ramsey facing off against Emma, uh, uh, formerly of WWE, at the Grandel Wrestling coming up in a couple of weeks. Shout out to our boys over at Grandel. Go ahead, Crime Fighter. Keep going. Also, a couple more matches. Uh, they're been holding a Slamville Invitational Tournament. This was a way to bring in new talent to showcase because we had a Royal Rump- a two-ring Royal Rumble match to honor the Mississippi Madman who passed away uh, a year ago in February. Shout out, shout out to Mississippi, Mississippi Madman. We, I think we did the 10-bell salute for him about a year ago, so shout out to him and his family, man. Well, we did. We had 56 wrestlers inside of two rings. Well, we wanted to bring some of the new guys that – made their appearances from that rumble onto the show. So, making his return, and he won his first-round match, 
will be the Prodigy CMC. He's a graduate of the IWM Limited Dojo out in Noble. Nice. He will be taking on Mayor Kincaid. Yes, another politician to add to collection. Yes, we seem to have a bumper crop of politician wrestlers lately. Yes, there's Dexter Roswell, who's been around for quite a while, but now, and then this grifter guy known as Richard Douglas, who ruined the women's title match down the Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say Dick Douglas? Yes, Richard Douglas. Okay, let me stop you right now. Okay, I gotta do this. You may not know this, but somehow, and you know how Dick Douglas is, he's a ruthless businessman. Somehow, he was able to negotiate a contract with our board of directors, and he's actually a regular host here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And uh, good old Dick over there is stuck with me twice a week right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And I have to say, if you guys have to see him on a regular basis on person, I truly feel for you. Because even though we do this like via the internet twice a month, I absolutely dread the moment that I know that I have to co-host with Dick Douglas. I, I just, I, I, I really, really feel bad for you, Crime Fighter, and, and I'm glad you guys got some great leadership over there at PWA because Dick Douglas is an absolute pain in my ass. I, I mean it. Put it this way, I knew him before he became known as Richard Douglas. So he's been, he's in his sophomore year as a wrestler. Sophomore year. But yes, he is a grifter. He's insufferable. He's insufferable either way. You know what a grifter is. That's yeah. been a real popular word lately. Especially <laughs> with Dan Bongino. Damn right. Shout out to Don. The Don Dada. You know me. Uh, much- anyway. Shout out to Dinesh D'Souza too, by the way. Thanks. One more match. These, another gentleman is very familiar to the St. Louis wrestling scene. Victor Analog. Who comes out with this. He's paying homage to Weird Al Yankovic. He wears a television set on his head and flashes all sorts of colors. He will be taking on the powder keg, Jimmy Carrot. And Jimmy Carrot's undergone a makeover recently. He's listening to a barrel. I don't know why he's listening to a barrel. Is it, is it filled I, with whiskey? I don't think it's filled with whiskey. Then what's the point of listening to it? I'm, I mean, I don't know. It's it's haunted or something. <laughs> I, I I can't figure I can't figure out this change in Jimmy Carrot. I've known him for a long, long time. He wants to win, crime fighter. He's of sick of losing. That's what it win. is. You and I both know that he wants to win. He's tired of the bullshit. I guess. <laughs> uh, those are five of the matches. There are a couple more that will be held. Uh, so that is. Can we the, see that poster again? Can, can we yeah, see the poster again? Be bring, April yeah, 16th. Yeah. Bring, bring it here. All right. April, April 16th, 2022. Um, that's PWA Springfield on all your social media platforms. Reserve seating is 14. Uh, open seating, general admission is 12. Kids under five are absolutely free. Get your guys' asses down there to PWA Alive in Springfield, Illinois. Tell them the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. Now, I, we got a couple more questions, okay? Adam Frex, I'll throw it back over to you. Let's get back on some national news because everybody's tuning in. It's the go-home show. Usually, we don't mind getting into the weeds too much, but you know, bro, 
it's WrestleMania season, and, and we got to keep it locked on that. So, Crime Fighter, I know you know you're wrestling. You should go ahead and ride along with us on the wagon. Frex, what else correlating to the big show do you want to bring up so we can have kind of a back-and-forth roundtable discussion with the Crime Fighter? What else about WrestleMania was piquing your interest so that we can hit on it? Uh I think that the uh, Edge and AJ Styles program is kind of being underrated right now. I think there's really only three programs that really piqued my interest. And, okay. Uh, it, it's one of those things where when it comes to characters that you actually believe in, there's very few uh, wrestlers that the WWE has, and that's that's kind of one of the, this program that they're having. And I, I think that it can end up stealing the uh, – uh, uh, the match could be the match of the night between those two. Crime Fighter, your thoughts on AJ versus Edge? Is it being undersold? Are, are we being sold know. a bill of goods? How, how do you feel about it, man? These are two true legends, and we're not just talking about a couple of of, of uh, uh, Greenhorn here. We're talking about 20-year veterans. Dream match, by a lot of people's estimation. What's your take on it? I don't know if it's undersold at all. Like I said earlier, Watching wrestling on television is not something I've done a lot of lately. I had it on Monday, but it was on in the background. All right. It's been undersold. I mean, everybody, they've been around for a long time, so I don't... What? Okay, okay, so, so okay, that's fair. That's fair. You can't comment on it. Okay, you can't. You can't comment on it. So I like to ask this question. You, you're a pro wrestling fan. You're involved in the pro wrestling business. What is it about what they're doing that has turned you off? I, I gotta ask that question. Great question. What? What? Yeah. What? What? What is it? Well, there's been a lot of things over the years. I mean, what? How many wrestlers did they squander in the last couple of years? They've squandered like 200 wrestlers. Jinder, uh, Rusev. You got one, right, Frex? What do you, Frex? What do you got? Who? Who did they squander in the last ten? They squandered a lot of guys. But last 10, that's a very big number, just really in the last two years. I mean, okay. uh, Bray Wyatt just... Karrion Cross, uh, Even Braun Strowman, you have him... Baron Corbin? Day. Yeah. Well, Baron Corbin's still there. No, no, no. What I'm saying is he had a chance to be a main eventer, and he hasn't become that. No. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think anybody liked Baron Corbin to begin with and didn't watch I him. did. He's from Kansas oh, yeah. City. I liked him. I like right Frank said I liked him. <laughs> I, I like the lone wolf character. I was Yeah, me that. too. Yeah, but then you lose your hair and your confidence goes too. I mean I you know I mean the one guy that wants out of WWE pretty badly, but WWE is not gonna let him go. It's Prince Mustafa Ali. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Shy Town Zone. He yeah. was given that honor right before on his right before he went to WWE, is the last night Dreamwave Wrestling up in LaSalle, Peru. But Ali was the final Dreamwave champion. He was inducted into the Central Illinois Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame that night. Deservedly so. Promoter. By, so. By the way, I do have a dream match. He wants out, and they're not going to let him go. And so, by the way, I do have a dream match for two years. I, I uh, Crime Fighter, I hope he goes to MLW because I have a, a, a dream match that not a lot of people would be like, oh, that's a big deal. I would love to see Mustafa Ali versus whatever he calls himself after he leaves versus ACH. ACH. Or ACH left WWE a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying if he if, if Mustafa Ali gets out of his contract and goes to Major League Wrestling, which I recommend for you, by the way, 
If, if you're not digging the current WWE product on TV, I get it. Bro, do yourself a favor. Check out MLW. You will like it. It's a throwback. And if you don't like that, then um, uh, NWA is back, too. Power you know, and NWA does a good job. What do you think, Frex? All Elite. Yeah, yeah, well, All Elite. Yeah, that them as well. What do you yeah. say, Frex? I don't even I don't know, know what Major League Wrestling is on currently. Uh, YouTube? Okay. Oh, it's YouTube only. Okay. Yeah, and Access. I think they're on Access, too. Yep. Okay. I think we got Frex. Check out NWA Power, too. It's, it's, a, it's a good show. Yeah. yeah, it's studio wrestling. Right. It's like the it, old-fashioned... Kind of I'm aware yeah, of it. it. I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I no prefer doubt. to watch it live, in person, than on a screen. Same. <laughs> same, same. I, hey, listen, go to your local independent show. I'm going to be working on one in, in August for KCXW. Uh, then at the end of the month, I'll be uh, doing my very first show out in uh, southwestern Kansas. I need somebody to ride with me, Frex. I don't know if you're free that day. Three and a half hours to southwest Kansas. Uh, we're going to AWR, American Wrestling Revolution. Believe it or not, let me let me uh, just real quick push the SAP button. El Nara, René Martínez, va a estar en AWR haciendo Lucha Libre. El comentario va a ser de lo máximo. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing Spanish commentary for AWR. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that, guys. But, yeah, local indie wrestling is is what I'm all about. For sure. I've got to plug this show because this Go is what we produce every week. Bring every it. Week. Pro Wrestling Central Illinois this week is a 30 half hour program. It airs on Access 4 in Springfield. It airs in Channel 6 in Champaign, UPTV6. It also airs on my YouTube channel, tiny.cc slash PWCI. I showcase different promotions from across the downstate Illinois and Missouri scene. This week, it's Pro Wrestling Epic. Oh, the match that took place between Eric Davis and Evan Money Morris, both of them made a comeback recently. They had a last man standing match. That takes up the entire program. Next week, I'll feature matches from IWA Productions in Mount Vernon. I have a cup. I have to decide which ones I'm going to pull out of there to air on the program, but that's going to be airing next week. So check out my show, PWCI This Week. It pays homage to the old Pro Wrestling This Week that was hosted by Gordon Soley and Joe Pettacino many years ago. It follows that same formula. Also, follow the St. Louis Wrestling Community. If you want to know where a show is happening or want to know the card results, go to St. Louis Wrestling Community at stlwrestling.lifejournal.com. Don't talk to me about, oh, it's on a Russian server. I started with LiveJournal when it was an American company. I have seen no reason to get off of it. So don't be afraid. It's, still- <laughs> it's on a Russian server. Is that what you said? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, all right. So hold on. So, uh, Frank, did you have any uh, other thoughts or questions Cause I got at least one more, and then we got to get into the game show challenge. What else yeah, you got no, for us? Have, have at it. It's all yours. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, shout out to Sunny Money uh, making some noise for DWF here in Kansas City. Of course, some throwback wrestling, and then of course XWE in Salina on April 9th. Uh, your boy may or may not be there due to family obligations, but uh, I promise you, it's going to be an outstanding show. Paradox will be in the house. Calvin Aldridge, Leo D. Uh, I believe, um, who else is going to be in action? The Knockout Kings, of course, the Rebel Hearts, uh, Stormy Renee, uh, Kit Reaver, the champion. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, and a bunch of incredible talent over there 
at XWE. So, so here's my final question to you uh, before we get into what we call the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. So, and this may prompt some people to turn this show off, but you guys know we used to do a prayer segment on the show, and you also know that we used to do a fantasy wrestling segment on the show, and apparently uh, e-fetting is a bad thing. Uh, I come to find out here recently that uh, certain uh, promoters and wrestlers think that like e-fetting is a bad thing. And um, it's quite disappointing to me because I know some people that can't go into the pro wrestling business. Uh, they're either in a wheelchair, they don't have the money, uh, you know, something. Circumstances have not allowed them to do that. And EFEDs give you an opportunity to kind of live out your dream and not have to spend a million dollars and leave home and, and leave your family behind. Not everybody can afford uh, um, from a time perspective or a money perspective to do that. So it just kind of blows my mind. I think it's a little hypocritical, but whatever it, whatever it is. Um, there are things about our personalities in and outside the wrestling that sometimes rub people the wrong way. And I say all that to ask you this question, crime fighter. You call yourself the mad conservative. Obviously, you know that immediately just throwing the, the word conservative into your moniker is going to draw a certain amount of heat. And that's something that I respect. Uh, because back in the day when I was a kid, you could play an Arabian guy and get heat. Or you could be a Nikolai Volkov and play a communist and get heat. But nowadays you can't get away with that because of the uber hypersensitive culture that we live in today. So my question is simple. I'm sorry for the elongated, elongated lead into the question, but I think it's all relevant. Um, yes. Oh, thank you. By the way, anybody who hates E-Feds, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> Never done ah, yes. The closest thing I got was um, there was a wrestling Facebook game. Right, right. So I, I want to make sure I finish my question here, though. I had, I had to throw that in there. So the question is, how hard is it for you to stand up and be a Vulcan conservative in what is an extremely liberal sport? I have found out as a fellow conservative that wrestling is very very liberal leading, especially in the big cities. Now, when you get into some of the smaller promotions out in the middle of Nowheresville, which are kind of personally my favorite shows, but they, they, it peels back a little bit. But have you gotten any heat or found yourself ostracized to a certain extent because you do call yourself the mad conservative crime fighter as a commentator or as a cameraman or anything of the sort? Usually I'm not bothered at a show. Now, on social media, of course, that's a different story. And yes, I've been raked over the coals many different times. I consider Twitter to be a human toxic waste dump. I think the whole thing <laughs> should be shut down and got rid of. Obviously, the social whoa, media... Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not a very boring. conservative... Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not a very conservative thing for you to say, my friend. You're saying that you think they should be shut down? Uh, Twitter... The world would be better off if there wasn't Twitter because they, that thing is a cesspool of the worst dregs of human society. It's a toxic waste dump full of loser, miserable, unhappy, never-do-well losers who whine and cry about every little bit of butthurt they experience. They uh, wait a minute. Adam, Adam Franks, aren't you on Twitter? Jam, no, Adam, 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 aren't you on Twitter? No, that's, that's what the, the mute and block button's for, and it makes your yes. experience a whole lot better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You can filter out the stuff that you don't want to see, Crime Fighter, because you know what? I'll say this. 
whatever the message is, whether it's support independent wrestling or uh, you wrestlers should unionize or, or whatever it may be, like you have to go into the public forum. And I think that they've taken that away from us to a certain extent because Twitter does moderate a lot of conservative talking points. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think the former president isn't on Twitter or whatever. But have you found yourself muted or canceled, so to speak, on any level in the professional wrestling world because of your perspective politically or otherwise? They've tried to blackball me for years. Obviously, I've gone nowhere. Yes, I may get beaten down for a time, but I always come back. And there's nothing anybody can do about it until, unless they, I don't know, kill me or something. <laughs> I'm not going away. I will go on my own terms. And I don't care who is offended. I don't, no, the world does not care about the feelings. Most of these Left-wing hacks want to make the world care about the feelings. No, nobody cares. The world does not give a damn how you feel. Until you figure that out, you're always going to be fighting a battle that you will never, ever win. You will be miserable, unhappy your entire life. Get used to it. Nobody cares about your feelings. So better respect other people's Opinions on things. Sounds like my dad. You hold on. <laughs> wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> that, <laughs> nothing. Uh, you know what? A lot of people think it's worth it. Well, guess what? Crime fighter. I see you all fired up, and, and, and I did my research. I heard a couple of things about you. I heard you were conservative. I heard you love wrestling. I heard you were a badass gamer. And I also heard you love competition. So here it is. Tonight, in our final segment of the evening, I offer you the opportunity to go one-on-one -on -one with the only, the, I should say, the one and only host of Talking Dynasty, Adam Frex in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. I will explain the rules to you guys in just a moment. The question is now, though, Crime Fighter, Mr. Frex, are you guys game? Let's do it. Let's go, baby! Yeah! <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go ahead and do the damn thing. Yeah! Never drew a dime. Not a dime. Oh, shut Not the hell up. These, these production people are out of control in here tonight with these drops. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and switch up the screen and do the damn thing as we queue up tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. In a matter of moments, I'm going to give you gentlemen a professional wrestling topic. We're going to go and we're going to have a challenge. You guys will have the opportunity to shout out your answer as I provide you clues to several professional wrestling questions. Best two out of three falls win. Do you gentlemen understand? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go ahead and cue up that music as we get off into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contestants are scheduled for a best two out of three falls. Tonight's contestants are the host of Talking Dynasty, Adam Frex. Yay. And the mad conservative crime fighter, also arcade legend, Stephen Lucas. The host of PWCI this week. That's right, the host of PWCI this week. All right, gentlemen. In a few moments, I will be asking you a series of professional wrestling questions pertaining to a specific topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, simply shout out your answer. Again, do you gentlemen understand the rules? Okay, so I just answer whenever I think I know what it is. You can interrupt me. You can interrupt me, and there is no limit to the amount of guesses. You just keep guessing until you nail it. Okay? Got to be quick with the trigger. In in honor of tonight's guest, our WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is titled Video Game Madness Pro Wrestling Edition. I will give information about three professional wrestlers who were featured on the cover art of major professional wrestling video games. When you think you know who I'm talking about, again, gentlemen, please just shout out your answer. The first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Are you gentlemen ready? Oh, boy, I might get squashed. Yeah, we'll see. Mm, Let's see. Young Buck or Old Bull? We're going to find out. Question number one. This professional wrestler began his career in 1998. In addition to being on the cover for TNA Impact's video game, he is all... That is incorrect. He is a TNA and WWE Hall of Famer. Sting. That is incorrect. Jeff Jarrett. That is incorrect. He is also an Olympic gold medalist. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is correct. I heard the crime fighter first. We are officially up one to zero. Very, very close, Adam, but not quite. Question number two. (laughs) <laughs> you had a couple of good guesses. AJ Styles was a good guess. All right. In 1990, this professional wrestling tag team was on the cover of the first WCW professional wrestling video game for NES, also known as Nintendo Entertainment System. Steiners. The Steiners is incorrect. Road Warriors. The Road Warriors, Ooh. a.k.a. Legion of Doom, is correct. Well done, Adam Frex. Talk about a comeback, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and move on to question number tres. Question number three. This professional wrestler was known for his hardcore style and jumps from extreme heights. He was also... That is incorrect. He was also on the cover of the Backyard Wrestling 2 video game. Hector Garza? Good guess, but incorrect. He was a Smoky Mountain Wrestling, ECW, 
and USW. Taboo. Say that again. Taboo. That is incorrect. And an ASWA tag team champion. He is also known for countless incidents in New the world. New Jack is correct. Yeah. New Jack is correct, ladies and gentlemen. We have a winner. Oh, oh what? What? Christ! Wait, wait, wait a second. Okay, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry for that delay. I am just getting a message from our the Wrestle Talk Podcast Board of Directors, and apparently this game show challenge is not over yet. Apparently, the board of directors says that the response previously was tied. I thought it was the crime fighter first. It was Adam Freck's second. Apparently, you guys said it at the exact same time, so we have to go to sudden death. Crime Fighter, I sincerely apologize to you, okay? Just going based off um, the feedback. Yeah, that was a bit close. We'd have to go back to the videotape to review. And they did. And they did. So so my decision was reversed, and that, that's the way that this works. So let's go ahead and all go right. with the alternate question for all the marbles. Are you guys ready? Let's all do right, it. I'm so excited. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sorry, that, that's what us Mexicans do when we get excited. I'm sorry, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Final question for the gold. This professional wrestling personality was on the cover of the first SmackDown versus Raw video game. Well known. Sorry? Rey Mysterio. That is incorrect. Well known for his contributions to the world of professional wrestling... He will be inducting The Undertaker on Friday. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is correct, ladies and gentlemen. We now have a winner. The one and only, the special guest host for this evening of Talking Dynasty, my friends. Adam Effin Frax. What in the world did they put this man on for Come on, fans, dance I, with I me, wanna, dance. No, I want to say thanks to the... Uh, the hold on, hold on. Hold up. Uh, hey. Hey. Adam Frex, a comeback for the century, baby. The comeback of the century right here. You were given the benefit of the doubt by the board of directors. Man, tell us how you feel right now, man. Huge win here tonight against a man who is well-respected, in the pro wrestling world, an awesome challenger and a champion in his own right. How do you feel? Man, you, you go one moment, the lowest of the low, thinking you took a loss, and then after the replay official says, uh-uh, his point was his, he was on the three-point line. You get another shot at it, and then you come through in the clutch. Oh, I like it. <laughs> got him. Red camera's running. I'm going to the tank and see if I got the red watch. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Adam Frex will be back on the show as a co-host sometime in the near future. He did such an excellent job. Mad conservative, the crime fighter. Thank you for your contributions, not only to professional wrestling. One thing we didn't talk about is that you are a full-blown, real-deal fireman. You like to contribute back to the community, man. You, you do 
you do big things that a lot of people don't give you credit for, man. So I wanted to make sure that we had you on on our Go Home show, which is one of the biggest shows of the year, to give you your props, give you your respects. And we hadn't talked to you since episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And I don't know if you can see behind me. I'm going to go into solo mode here just for a second. Guys, we're on episode 388 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. So it's it's great to be able to have you back on and it's awesome to know that you're going to continue to be a member of the Wrestle Talk family through episode 400 and beyond. Give yourselves a round of applause, Crime Fighter. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. I make some noise for my guy. Well deserved. Well deserved. Any final thoughts, uh, Frex, for the Crime Fighter? I appreciate you coming on, brother. It was great to learn about you. I want to read Oh, he's ready for the rebound. Let's go. We'll, we'll definitely get it next time. I love that. I love that. Sounds like next time you're a... Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being with us one more time, man. Drop the show info. Drop the social media for us, uh, Crime Fighter. St. Louis Wrestling Community, com. I will be posting the entire schedule for April in the next day or two. Also... Pro Wrestling Central Illinois this week gets uploaded to YouTube right now. Go to tiny.cc slash pwci. Also, Pitfall Wrestling Association and April the 16th in Springfield, Illinois, the 8th Street Gym, 7 o'clock start time. Be sure to be there. Go to tiny.cc slash pwitix to get your advanced tickets. I didn't get this earlier, but I'm going to... Uh, announce it. We are going Whoa, I lost it. We are going to Beardstown, Illinois for an event. June the 25th, 2022 is going to be at the Beardstown Park District Armory. So that is June the 25th. The tickets are $5 in advance, $8 at the door. And I do also want to mention June the 16th or June the 18th, we will be having a memorial show for one of our referees who passed away recently. It will be Chris Barrow. He passed away due to cancer and post-COVID symptoms. We'll be holding a fundraiser event at the H3 Gym in Springfield on June the 18th to help cover his final expenses. The tickets will be $5 for that. And that's all I got. Well, thanks so much for your time, Crime Fighters. Say good night to everybody. Have a good night. Be sure to pay a visit to the Galloping Ghost Arcade in Brookville, Illinois. It's the largest arcade in the country. They're closing in on 900 arcade games in the arcade floor. It's hard to believe to see that many games in one building, but they're trying to get there, and they're supposed to reach that milestone in November. So go to the Galloping Ghost Arcade in Brookville, Illinois. You need two day, two full days to get the full experience. <laughs> Have a great night, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the one and only Stephen Lucas, mad conservative crime fighter. Adam, we never had a chance to do this before. And this experience has been very, very special to me. I think we've been rocking and rolling. I think the production team's been a little bit of control, out of control with the drops tonight. 
I apologize for that. That's how it goes sometimes. Things get a little wild here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. How are you feeling after uh, about two hours and twenty three minutes? Good, brother. Good. <laughs> uh, highlight of the night? Favorite part? Do you have a moment? What do you think? Uh, giving the maestro some shit, man. That's yeah. Doing, man. <laughs> Screw that I little can, bastard. <laughs> anytime I can take a dig at St. Louis, I'm here for it. That's right. I just wish I, I wish he was smart enough to talk about that 1991 fucking lamp that you got behind you over there. You must have got that from a garage sale that was it was garage selling from another garage sale. <laughs> what the fuck? My God. You ever heard of Nebraska Furniture Mart, man? Are you serious? Hey, bro. No, nah, we hell no. Thrift store uh, shopping. Right uh, yeah. Now. Also, you need to go see my guys at Nobleman's, bro. That beard. You hey, four scumping right rough, now. Right? I've been working overnight. <laughs> you been, you four scumping right now. <laughs> hey, bro. When you see me on Thursday, I'll look like a new man. Let's go. Let's go. I believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 388 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. He is Adam Franks. I am the Night Owl. Make sure you guys check us 24-7 at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. And if you're into the football game, you know, not the one that you play with your foot, but the one that you play with your hand, make sure you guys check out our boys over at Talking Dynasty, part of the massive, expansive I-70 Sports Media Network over at Talking Dynasty. Give them a follow. Give Adam Frex a follow. He's a good guy. He's local. He's a family man. And he loves sports just like you and I do. And uh, he'll be at Universe Mania 8 this upcoming Saturday night at Kincaid, I assume? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like that. It's like, Daddy, <laughs> <I> need... <laughs> why aren't you done yet? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, that brings us to the end of the show. Have a great night. Adam, thank you for kicking ass tonight, bro. Have Appreciate a good one, you, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. All right, peace. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for being here. I know we still got people tuning in. I'm sorry about the mic. Uh, <laughs> we got people still tuning in on the YouTube and on the Facebook. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, you guys. Make sure you go out and support independent wrestling within your area. If you can't make it to Universe Mania 8, I understand. If you can't watch Wrestle Talk Podcast every Tuesday night, I absolutely understand. Make sure you make some time to go out and support your local independent promotions. They deserve it. The talent there eventually will become the guy that you put a poster of up on your wall. Trust me, I've seen it. We had Punishment Martinez on this show about three and a half years ago, and look at him now. The dude is absolutely incredible. He's killing it. And it was a pleasure to get an opportunity to talk to him, just like it's an opportunity, a great thing to be able to talk to you guys every single Tuesday night from 7 to 9.30 p.m. Again, an honor and a pleasure for everybody. We appreciate you being here. Thanks again to the maestro for joining us. Thank you so much for uh, to Adam Frex for joining us. Everybody in the comments section, of course, the Crime Fighter and every single last member of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. Thank you guys for being here. Have a great night. Peace. <laughs>